This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send, and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it for free for 30 days and get a free 10-pound scale when you visit pb.com slash TMS. That's pb.com slash TMS. This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, KK Yodler. Man finds cater pie in broccoli and tries to evolve it into Butterfree. This fall's breakout hit, Walmart Idol. Ibit couldn't tweet, and I didn't notice. I don't like sous vide. Cancel culture with fruit on the bottom. Clean your stinky sausage. The meat leapt off the bone. Simmering in its own sarcasm juice. That's a trifecta. My 500-pound brother-in-law. Fights paparazzi and collects cars. Carl's Jr.'s dirty salad. (laughs) Sorry. I almost said exciting. Exciting. (laughs) Uh, Exiting from a cow's butt. Meat collab. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. A fire was lit underneath a pew, but it did not spread beyond that pew. Mm, I hadn't heard that. Oh, I'm doing a bag of salad. It's the world of tomorrow today. This is the morning stream. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Thursday, July 16th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson. (laughs) And Brian Ebbett here as well. Hi. Good morning. We're now uh, we're now in the downward half yep. of uh, July. Yep. We've, we've gone uphill. Yesterday yep. we plateaued. Now we're going down. That's going right. down, everybody. Oh, going down. Put your leg, heads between your legs. Hey, uh, this is my new favorite clip of Brian. Oh, I'm doing a bag of salad. I think that's great. I'm, oh, I'm doing a bag of salad. I'm doing a bag of salad. Say, hey, Brian, you coming with us? Oh, I'm doing a bag of salad. All right. Great. <laughs> are you? Uh, what are you doing on Sunday? Oh, I'm doing a bag of salad. Let's see, it works for anything. You can just answer it. <laughs> What's all that noise coming from the bedroom? Oh, I'm doing a bag of salad. <laughs> oh, sorry to the one guy who hates it when I clap on the show. There's a guy that complains really? whenever I do it, yeah. I can't help it because when something's funny, I just it's do yeah, it. But, instinctively do that? Yeah, he doesn't like it. He sends, loud, well, it is, uh, you know, I, I get that. It's It's a loud, sharp noise in a microphone. You don't hear it. I don't hear it the same. At, but, yeah, uh, yeah. People on the other end. Well, I guess I do hear it, but it's not an that abrupt loud. Noise. Yeah, nobody wants an abrupt noise. No. Everybody wants. Oh, I'm doing a bag of salad. That they want to hear that. That's what they want. <laughs> That's what they come for. Come for the bag of salad. Stay for the clapping. Yep. There you go. Um, all right. We are going to. <laughs> Someone clipped that. Of course they did. All right. We're going to uh, do a show. That's just the deal. That's just the way it is. And uh, we're glad yeah. to be here. It's Thursday. It's the last uh, TMS day of the week because I'm taking tomorrow off. And there is no nothing else, okay? So just don't count on anything. <laughs> no nothing That's right, else. Exactly. If you want your opportunity to say happy birthday to Scott, this is it. This Today is, is it. This is your chance. because uh, yeah. tomorrow I'm I'm going off a, I'm going off the grid. Uh but, sure. but not also not gonna tweet. Not gonna tweet at all. Oh, right? I'll probably tweet sometimes, yeah. Yeah, of course you will. You know, you saw that what happened yesterday because you're a, you're also a verified account. You couldn't tweet for about four hours. Do you remember that? Or did you hear that yesterday? No, I didn't, I didn't know. I don't tweet <laughs> enough to really notice, <laughs> notice stuff like that. I'm horrible at my social media game. It's it's uh 
my social media game not on fleek. Well, I found out. this is what happened. Bill Gates, uh, Apple, Uber, uh, Kanye West, Joe Biden, say Barack, yeah. Barack Obama, uh, whole bunch of people, whole bunch of big high high name people. Elon Musk was one of the big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all got their Twitter accounts hacked, and uh, nobody could figure out what was going on. And each of those That's accounts were posting like, "I'm feeling, Bitcoin, uh, yeah, I'm feeling yeah. generous today. I'll match every donation to this Bitcoin link for the next hour or whatever." <laughs> and apparently, right. a bunch of people fell for it because people are dumb. Oh, um, but anyway, uh, so this happened, and then so bl- so Blizzard. So sorry, uh, Twitter's reaction or their their pl- their fix for it was, well, until we can lock this down. Basically, it shut down all the trash compactors on the on the detention mm-hmm. level. Is basically what they said. Mm-hmm. Shut it, them all down. Yep. So it shut down anybody with a blue check mark. Anybody who's verified, down. Gotcha. You couldn't gotcha. post. You couldn't reply. You could only retweet. So what some people did because there's an account called All Words at All Words, uh-huh. uh huh, that has every word possible in the English language. And some people were sending cryptic messages by just retweeting the words they wanted to from this account. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. my god! So, but it would be like over the course of sorry, every word tweets, every word. City corrects me. He's right. It's every word, not every all word. words. Oh my god! So it's at every word, and so, so I did one. I just did the word weird, and then I wasn't going to spend much time with it. Um, yeah, that's a lot of work. That's more work. Yeah, I mean, for somebody who, like me who doesn't even tweet that much nearly as much as i should i should tweet more i definitely should but uh um doing that just sounds like the absolute antithesis of what i'd want to do with any of your time an hour of my time yeah exactly so i was done with that pretty quick but yeah four hours while the entire place was run by all the unwashed uh, the unwashed plebes that are not checkmarked yeah. and uh that was a fun thing to watch a little bit but anyway so, uh i guess they so- fixed it I guess you got to just take a look at, you know, which high-profile accounts didn't get hacked to see where it might have come from. I don't know. Oh, hey, oh, hey, that's not a bad theory you got there, uh, Detective, <laughs> Detective Ibbett there with his... Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, no, you know, uh, I spent I spent a little bit of my afternoon... I was so tired yesterday. I, I, I didn't mention it, but the night before, I only got... Uh, I, I was awake from about 1.30 in the morning until 4. Ooh. Ooh. So I did finish, I did finish Atlanta... Oh. <laughs> the second season of Atlanta. All right. Um, but um, uh, yesterday, so yesterday afternoon, before I just had dinner and just crashed, I did play a little bit more of Titanfall 2. And I got to say, I got to that first boss, and uh, uh, I'm going to be adjusting the difficulty <laughs> settings for bosses like you suggested because yeah. I've taken several runs at that boss just to see if I could do it without it. Yeah. And um, man, it's such an enclosed area and you're running and he's dropping fire on the floor mm-hmm. it's it's super know, it's like tricky a, yeah you got to be careful yeah. in there plus uh, a controller is not quite as precise as you would with a mouse and keyboard on the pc version so i think it's totally fine to knock it down to easy and it's yeah. so easy to knock it back up to medium as soon as you're done as soon as you're done totally knock it totally. back up. as soon as i'm done i'll knock it back up yeah thor uh, thor 4231 i actually been really bad about doing the gibson sleep recipe i haven't done it for about a week Gibson so, sleep recipe. Wait, what? The yeah, the mixture of the melatonin, the oh, like yeah. all those all those different uh, supplements. Were they working at all? Were you finding? They were working okay. Yeah, they were working okay. It was it was hit or miss. I was still in the adjustment phase. Yeah. And um, 
it just got to be a pain in the butt. So I was like, ah, I didn't do it over the weekend, and then I haven't picked it back up this week. So I will. I will. I, I need to do it for a little bit longer to just to figure out the adjustments and all that stuff. Well, maybe this is what made you so tired. Oh, I'm doing a bag of salad. You did a whole bag of Could salad. Be. Yeah. A whole bag of salad will make you really, really tired. <laughs> Super <Yes>. logy. <laughs> um, it also was. Uh, <laughs> Um, it also was a great meal. Mm. We um, had ribs last night, but I sous vide. I put them in the sous vide Ooh. for 42 hours. It said it said to do it for 36. You can't overcook something um, in the sous vide. It's very difficult to overcook something in the sous vide. Yeah. But in order to do it 36 hours, if we want something for dinner, that means I've got to get up at five, put stuff in the sous vide so that it'll be ready for dinner the next day. 40- I'm not going to do that. No, no, no. That's a lot ask so i did 42 hours we put it in there the night before yeah. well two nights before the the night we wanted for dinner and then um oh, pulled it out so good oh, threw it in gosh. the oven finished in the oven nice little um um crispy uh edges and stuff my god it the meat didn't just fall off the bone scott it leapt off the bone into your mouth yeah and then the bone you would said... hold the rib here <laughs> and the meat would go Nope, and right into your mouth. Yeah, 42 hours, you could almost eat the bone at that point. That's a lot of sous vide time. <laughs> almost could, yeah. 42 hours, awesome. is uh, it's true of both sous vide and um, how long. Or, wait, what's the rule they say if somebody smoking. gets kidnapped, they're not going to sh- If they don't show up in the first 42 hours. <laughs> you can't file a missing persons report for 42 hours. Something like that. <laughs> or maybe it's 24. I forget what it is, but. I'm jealous. Or is, sounds... the Stockholm, or is the Stockholm syndrome? Like oh, maybe that's it. Hours. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Then you're on their side and you're robbing banks with them. That's how it works. That's right. So, uh, well, that's great. I, oh, I, would that eat was... the, I would eat the hell out of your dinner. That sounds really it, good. Here's how good it was. I gave a rib to uh, Crazy Neighbor Dave, who is a big time um, rib smoker, meat smoker. Well, pot smoker, but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he does, you know, he, he's, he's like a barbecue king. He's, and he a, said, he's oh a joker, God, is really he's good. a meat smoker, he's a real <laughs> pot smoker. There. Some people call him Maury's. Oh. Um, but uh, we're, we're, he, he and I are going to work together and do a smoked uh, pork shoulder. Oh, my Lord. sous vide and then finished in the oven. So he's going to smoke it, then we're going to put in the sous vide, and then we're going to uh, finish in the oven make some pulled pork out of oh, it. Oh, Brian, that sounds so good. That Should sounds be. really good. This is good. Yeah. This is what we should do during uh, hard times. Everybody get together That's and, right. and big collab. Yeah, collab big, your big meat. Meat collab. Yeah, <laughs> meat collaboration is the new. It's the new. Fu- it's the future, and you guys are living it. Well done. That's right. Exactly. Uh, keeps keeps leftovers next time, and I'll I'll mail mail them to me. Do okay. that. Like Adam's ribs on that mash episode. Remember that? That was a thing. I do know. Oh right, yeah, they had them shipped from uh, Adam's Toledo. ribs. Uh, was it Toledo? Chicago? Chicago? Toledo? Toledo? Toledo. Yeah. Toledo. I forget. Well, was it was it Klinger having them shipped? I thought it was Klinger having them. I shipped. thought Klinger knew somebody. It, Adam's Ribs was the name of the place. It was either Klinger knew somebody or 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 just he remembered. Oh no no no! It is Chicago because it was in some station. And uh, uh, okay, so Hawkeye had spent some okay. time in this station and had some ribs there and got all wild up about yep. it. It's Adam's Ribs Dearborn Station in Chicago. It is it is a Hawkeye. Hawkeye. That happened. There right. was another one, according to Jester Root, Toledo episode was Tony Paco's. So Tony Paco's sausages 
was what Klinger was. Uh, oh, and he ate like a giant sausage the whole episode, and it was really stinky, and nobody could be around him because <laughs> yes. of it. Okay. Yes, exactly. Right. Yes, I remember now. Dearborn Station. Okay, we're all good now. Station. I yeah. finished that thousand pound sisters thing yesterday. Uh, the TLC. Speaking of eating a giant stinky sausage. <laughs> yeah. They actually have one of these in their fridge, and I'm not kidding. They have a giant sausage oh, really? in their fridge they show on camera. But anyway, I finished it. Uh, I thought there was maybe more seasons. There's just the one. And it bums me out because it really does lead you to believe that from the beginning, this is like the beginning of their journey as, as being 600 pounds for here and 400 whatever for her. And then by the end of this thing, they're going to have their surgeries and everyone's going to be thin and we're all going to be blown away like like house makeover, you know, where they pull the truck away and you're like, oh, my gosh, look at the change. Yeah. Look at the difference. No, no, they didn't do any of that. They just got That's to the lot. end. They got to the end and said, OK, well, one of them had the surgery and she lost 100 pounds. She's still 300 and something pounds. The other one still hasn't got enough to get the surgery done. So she's just kind of waddling around. It's just it was just a huge letdown. It was uh, no clo You didn't get closure. They're, no. they're wanting you to watch a second season of that, Scott. I'll, if um, it was there, I would have binged it. To, I would have binged it. It's, it's, not, it's, a, it's not even up. They don't do it. Well, that's a lot of weight to lose quickly, though. It is. But I for them, agree. as big as they are, I think 100 pounds is, well, I don't know. I don't know how this stuff works. I think you lose yeah. it pretty quick. And you're, and you're right about, like, if you're 600 pounds, how long is it going <laughs> to take you to get down to, like, 200 I'll probably yeah, quite a while. Like you can't do it, and you can't do it in the course of a TV season. I'll say that for yeah. sure. So I'm, I'm laughing at Free Hotel Room. Just said what a letdown, but you know that's dripping with so much sarcasm. It's <laughs> it's simmering in its own sarcasm juices. What a letdown. Yeah, yeah. No, he. <laughs> I can't take anything Free Hotel Room says no, without it. That's the best. That's kind of the best thing about Free Hotel Room is the um, the, the way you can't read. You can't just read his messages verbatim they are so slathered in <laughs> what a letdown he's in the, he's in the it's like a it's like a guild he's in the sarcasm guild right. <laughs> so he's the king of the sarcasm guild. yeah if you want to get, get the sarcasm on you got to go talk to free hotel room anyway uh, <laughs> that's right just bum me so, out so, i know uh, yeah i know these are stupid and they're supposed to be stupid and i understand sure. it's trash tv but sure. i don't know i just hoping they got further well, down the road Prepare yourself. I mean, this is now now is a good time to like start making your lists of all of the the comedies and dramas and things like that that you've missed over the years that you're gonna really wanna um catch up on and binge mm -hmm. because uh we're you know the, the, we're we're not experiencing yet the fallout of months of no TV production that that is usually the, the the lead time you need for dramas and comedies and things like that. You know, scripted programming. Right. There's so, a there's a gap in the production line for sure. Our fall and winter, prepare yourselves, is going to be so much reality TV. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And and immediate programming, like basically programming that just takes uh, a few weeks to edit and produce, as opposed to time to write and <clears throat> script and act. And I believe you are correct in this assumption. And uh, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm excited about that at all. Um, no, I mean, like I, it's saying, now is a good time. But uh, but far and away, if you're not watching, like the best reality show on television, best reality competition show on television, if you are not watching Holy Moly Season 2, you are missing out. Rob Riggle, as much as I loved him before, he is now a, a, just a national treasure. It's So this is happening now? This is on the air now? It is on the air now. It's on Hulu, and it is... Uh, Holy it moly. is all right. holy moly. Holy moly. Season one is good. 
Holy Moly season two is exponentially better and free. And like I said, Rob Riggle, uh, uh, one of my new favorite comedic geniuses. He's great. I love that guy. He is great. You know, he's an ex-Marine, that guy. I, I believe it. He's yeah. he's got the uh he's got the lantern jaw of an ex marine. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a big old ex marine. All right. Well yeah. I'm gonna finally watch. AV Tech the... John says he can't stand realty TV. Ah, I can't stand realty TV. Oh, realty it's just TV. Nothing but looking at houses and uh, it's just yeah. it's just horrendous. That's so. all HGTV is anymore. It's all realty TV. Right. Can't it's deal with it. Realty TV, I know. <laughs> uh so but I have to admit, I was a little tempted after I got done with the thousand pound sisters, my finger hovered briefly. As I was sitting on the back porch in the nice night air watching this, mm-hmm. it briefly hovered over my 600-pound life, a show I've never seen. <laughs> I, start, I started oh. to feel the draw to why people like these these weird freaking, I'm huge. See, and those I'm, are the ones I don't like. It's like... Uh, I know. I don't I like, it's trash. I, like, I know it's trash. I just know it is, but yeah. I can't help it. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird how I'm drawn to it, dude. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, also, that same time while I was out there watching that, I think I ate a mosquito hawk. Are you familiar with this bug? You know a the... mosquito hawk? Yeah. You know what those, no. those are? Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. pulling it up right now. Mosquito hawk. All right. While you're looking I that up. I would expect that to be a bird. It's not a bird. No, it's not a bird. Definitely okay. another bug. Uh, but while you're looking that up, I will. Oh, crane flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they eat other mosquitoes is the point. That's why they call them mosquito hawks. They're good to have around, actually. They are. I like those. But they are they are creepy because of their freaky long legs. And their um, their inability, like moths, to figure out that the the you're still not going to get out of that window, yeah. no matter how long you fly against it. Yeah, you can fight that all day long. You're not getting out. You're yeah. part. You're part of it. You're just in. So um, it is. So it's a. So it is a, still a kind of mosquito. I didn't realize that crane flies are still kind of a mosquito. Sort of, but they eat mosquitoes. So the the they're they're in concept. They're in the right numbers anyway. They're good because they'll keep mosquitoes. At bay. Skeeter eaters. Yeah, they're skeeter eaters. Uh-huh. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, I ate one yesterday. Oh, before I get to all that, Brian Dunaway coined a term that I'm in- annoyed that they didn't adopt. You know, NBC launched their Peacock service. <laughs> You're not going to say this. I am going to say this. This should their slogan for that should be Peacock. Watch the cock. Yeah, no. that should be the title of the- that. Should be the slogan. Wow, I wonder. I wonder uh, why they wouldn't use that as a slogan ever under any circumstances ever in the history. They really ever. should should have done it. It's a missed opportunity. Anyway, so I'm sitting there <laughs> and I'm watching, you know, really big people try to lose weight. All right. On this, sure, my little sure. my iPad screen. Yeah. And uh, right in the middle of it, I, I uh, did kind of a kind of a breathe in to kind of shift my. Oh, okay. my... It wasn't that your jaw dropped because you saw something amazing on my. <laughs> 400 pound sister or whatever it's no, called. No, no, but that's a better name. My 400 pound sister. Um, and by the way, <laughs> here's the funny thing they just ignored through that whole series. She's 405, the other one's 60, whatever. Mm-hmm. They just outright ignored that everybody else, the mom, the stepdad, the brother, the sister in law, on both sides of this Kentucky family, they just ignored that they all need the surgery. Every one of them is 380 to 600 pounds and they oh, just really? pretend so like it's not, it's not. Just, it's not just that the sisters <clears throat> are the largest in the family. They're just the ones who agreed to the reality show. That's maybe. what it feels like. And so they'd have the brother yeah. get on camera and he is barely, I don't know where you buy those clothes, like a sheet with a hole in it. And he's standing there and he's just looking at the camera saying, I'm really proud of her for losing the 200 pounds. That's really amazing. And I'm thinking, are we just going to ignore? I mean, it's not a problem. I'm not. It's not that I want. I don't want to make fun of any of you, but 
<clears throat> but you've all got this obesity thing going, but you're all pretending it's just your sisters. It's just weird. I wonder <clears throat> how much it would cost to uh, replace the every floor in your house with treadmill. So like your entire every <laughs> your entire uh, subflooring or your entire floor is just one big treadmill. And so to get to the to get to the the bedroom, you have to go this way. Now, if you're going back over to the kitchen, it's just a slide back. Oh yeah, you just stand and hold still, or would it, or would it move dynamically depending on your position? Maybe? Oh, that would be the best, right? It automatically kind of like a uh, uh, a VR, one of those VR yeah. uh, <laughs> things. Be really so expensive just, though, right? Like that's right. at that yes. scale, because the VR ones are just like a little personal trampoline size thing, no big exactly. deal. That that right. can rotate, but if you're on a giant flooring situation, you'd have to have some kind of dynamic oh, thing happening. That'd be that'd be great, actually. Yeah. Dice Tomato says so. Basically, like Jamiroquai's virtual insanity. There you well, go. Well, it's like virtual insanity appeared. It right. Was, it was no treadmill. It was no moving floor. It was all moving walls and stuff. That's it was right. Just brilliant the way that thing was done. Didn't he also climb walls and stuff, or end up on the ceiling at some point in that video? No, on that video, oh. it was all uh, it was just all floor movement. I'm thinking of something. Cockroaches else. and. It's a weird. Remind me of the song. You're thinking of dancing on the ceiling. <laughs> Futures made of virtual insanity. Always these two. What's he doing? What's he up to? Jamiroquai doing? What's J? J K I think is the guy's name. Is it okay? J A Y K A Y. Believe is the lead singer. J K Y. Jay Kelly, <laughs> Jamiroquai. Yeah, Jason Louise Cheatham, uh, <laughs> whose name is J.K. <laughs> is it really Jason? Everyone's going to think you're just kidding whenever you say your name is J.K. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> What's your name? What's your name? What's your name, J.K.? No uh, kidding? What? <laughs> so wait a minute. How's this guy doing then? I don't see him doing anything. Looks like he's uh, not doing anything. Um, I'm looking uh, him up. I can't find Jack see. Poop here. In 2017, he received the broadcast, the BMI President's Award at the BMI London Awards. Um, he oh. fights paparazzi a lot. He collects cars. <laughs> and there you go. Okay. Yeah, JK. J-A-Y-K-A-Y. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's just That's ridiculous. not his real name. That's just the... Yeah. I mean, come on. He wore that big old floppy stovepipe hat in this in this photo on Wikipedia. He's wearing like a an LED oh, like crown kind of thing. Yeah, he's also he's wearing an Indian headdress at the, near the bottom, so they going full like uh, oh, YMCA yeah. down there. Huh, okay, well, you know, look, who am I to hey, judge? I don't your, know, Mister Jamiroquai. Yeah. Now you've learned about uh, crane flies. Yeah, which I'd never heard about mosquito hawks. I've never heard that term before, so that must be. Um, it could be a local thing. That's what we always called thing. them growing up. But I swallowed one, and that's that's the big question. Like, am I going to die oh, now? Yeah. Is there going to be a problem for me eating a mosquito? Uh, um, so basically, Scott, it's like you've eaten mosquitoes. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it ate like five mosquitoes, two had West Nile virus, one of them had malaria, the other one had Ebola, or whatever. <laughs> are all of those things right. in my system now because I ate a freaking mosquito hawk last night? Probably not, but still. Just don't want to eat. I don't want to eat. I don't. I didn't. I didn't go out there with the intention of eating any bugs. Right. <laughs> nobody. Nobody goes outside with the intention of eating bugs, Scott. Yeah, but in particular, a bug that eats other bugs. 
not into it. Yeah, I wonder how wonder uh, how long you have to wait before you can get your uh, malaria slash uh, West Nile virus test. Oh yeah, dude. Or what was the one the mice give you? Uh, what's that called? The one you get from dust and mice poo. Um, oh yeah. Uh, oh, is that West Nile? That's not West Nile. Oh, uh, no. the the Huntavirus. 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 Yeah, Huntavirus. Yeah. Um, I hate to bring this up, but do we know if uh, mosquitoes can transmit COVID? I guess. Um, Oh, I don't know. Is it blood? I guess not because is it, it's is it not, not a bloodborne blood disease, as far as we know. I guess not. No, probably not because it's uh, respiratory. So probably not. Well, I hope I I, I would hope not because I don't <sighs> I don't want the I don't want the Rona, not into the Rona. I don't want the Rona. So this is there's somebody who I'm going to bring this up, and I realize this might be a big bowl of food for a troll. Okay, I understand that, but I'm okay. going to say this anyway because supposedly he's done now. So there was somebody who emailed me a lot over the last 30 days. <laughs> okay. Um, a show would end and inevitably I would check the TMS folder for the emails that come in from the TMS page and there would be a message from this guy. Okay. Uh, chewing me and you collectively out for spreading misinformation about how COVID-19 uh, sure. is saying it's a hoax. Basically he's saying it's a hoax and that, oh, and because Lord, we don't okay. accept that it's a hoax. Um, and then going into the whole, like he, he had all kinds of, all sorts of uh, hills to die on, but that was one. I mean, really, I mean, at what point do you, you just stop digging in your heels and say, okay, I guess we've reached a number now where I guess I can't keep saying it's a hoax. We've reached the X number that I, that I set aside as a line that if we cross that number, I'd say it wasn't a hoax. I don't think there is. If they never believe the number, then there's never a line. Like if they never, if they don't ever trust the, the number and they don't see it for themselves, People can right. be ignorant to a lot of stuff, I figure. So so yeah. anyway, this guy's been going on and on. And it's fine. I just delete them. I don't care. Um, I don't bring them up on the show. It's like, whatever. There's always some somebody out there is always doing something. That's fine. But anyway, this this person yesterday said, this is going to be the last email I send you because clearly I'm not going to be able to change your closed mind. And I said, I said, whew, thanks. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> yeah, I literally said, whew. I spelled whew, whew. I did the W-H-E-W and then Hot said. kettle? Yeah. <laughs> and said, thanks, because I like, okay, good. I don't want to deal with these anymore. And plus, he's, you know, he's always anonymous. I never know who this person is. So mm-hmm. anyway, I just, I guess my question about all that is if, if you, well, first of all, we very, we hardly barely touch on any of these the hot point issues that are the politicization of this particular issue or anything else. Yeah. We just don't talk about them on the show. It's mostly dumb stories about man finding a caterpillar at a supermarket broccoli and then raising them as his own. That's one of today's stories, for example. <laughs> That's right. 90% of what we talk about. Sure. Uh, up till now, we've talked about mosquito hawks and a thousand pound sisters. Like we, it's, it's such a minute portion of anything we discuss anyway. Plus, you know, it's a pandemic. You can't ignore it entirely. But even then, we do a pretty good job of, of working around it, right? So what I'm wondering is, this is, oh, I got to stop thinking about it. The idea of listening to the show every day mm-hmm. and excising out the little cherry pickings you're going to pick and then constructing a nine paragraph email every day, chewing oh, me out for it. that long? Really? Oh yeah. They're big, dude. Wow. You remember that one I sent you just an excerpt yeah. of? You sent me just like a, a, a couple sentences from, I didn't realize. Yeah. It was a whole book. Like a whole, wow. and they're constant, and so I'm a, I'm worried for people like that. Like, what, really? Like, I, I even if you have, let's say, even if you have some really strong feelings against all, or whatever it is that you had a problem with, mm-hmm. just don't. I, I I wouldn't listen to us then. 
I would go somewhere else. Right. right? Wouldn't right. you and leave if, 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 look, if all I got, if I turn on a TV show and the TV show just went, blah, 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 I'd go, you know what? This isn't for me. <laughs> exactly. Yes. If it was a thing that, that rubbed me wrong and, and good on people who enjoy the blah, 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 but for me, I couldn't deal with it for very long. I would just go someplace else. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. If understand. only they could find something constructive to do with their time. If only. If only there was some way they could volunteer somewhere, or help yeah. out, maybe see things on, on the front lines. And here's yeah. the thing I did, Brian. Be I, part of the solution. There you go. See, I, I agree with you. But here's the thing. I probably just I probably just handed him on a silver platter everything that was worth it for that 30 days. I pr oh, he's probably listening now, now by, and he heard all him, this. By giving him food, he fed the troll. I fed the troll, so now he's down under the bridge going, Brr! and he's going to send another I got what email. I wanted. I, I got what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good troll. That's a good troll. Uh. <laughs> I want to draw the troll you just did a voice for. That's a great troll. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's all dumb and it's fine. Um, all right. One uh, quick note here from, I think I'm going to watch this tonight based on this recommendation. I've had others, but we got one from Tony in Buffalo who wrote in plenty of great emails, by the way. It's just one guy, but anyway, he says, Hey, soy and bran. So you give me the runs. I, I take offense <laughs> at you using products that are, <laughs> give me the runny butt. Anyway, I recommend a movie called The Old Guard. It's on Netflix. Charlize Theron. Uh, really good, and I was surprised. Not life-changing, but good entertainment. If you haven't heard about it, or uh, if you haven't heard about it already, of course. Yeah, I'd heard about it, but I haven't got myself around to watching it. Uh, please play the slowed-down drunk clips of Wendy at the start of Thursday's show intro for Wendy. Hilarious. Uh, we asked for more fish, but they wouldn't give us any more fish. Tony from Buffalo. Well, Tony from Buffalo. Uh, I think Kim and I are going to watch it tonight. I think that's happening. Yeah, we're... Tina and I are probably going to watch the film sack movie tonight. Mm -hmm. um, Karate Kid 3. Three. I don't like Karate Kid 3. <laughs> um, but uh, over the weekend, we're going to watch The Old Guard. It's been on our list, and um, we're going to try and watch it early enough for recommendals this week. But we already had a bunch of stuff for recommendals this week. So yeah, we had a lot. It wasn't, like we had a, it wasn't like we needed one. I even had two movies that I recommended two weeks ago that... <laughs> sure. We're double recommending. That's how many we got. Yes, exactly. Um, come on, you, can, you know... Pace yourselves with your consumption because the reality wave is about to come this fall and winter. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I am going to get ready for that. Uh, I am curious what Tina would think of Karate Kid 3. Is she a Karate Kid fan? Or does she like this? Do you think she's going to want to well, sit we all like We all like Karate Kid 1. We all like that feel-good story of yeah. the crane kick and the body bag and yeah. the wax on, wax off. Back in the day, that was like stand up and cheer kind of business for people. It was, yeah. sure. I remember the end and, of that uh, thing and that whole like final crane kick where he's all injured and stuff after he swept the leg and he right. uh, the budding romance between uh, daniel san and elizabeth shoe that pretty much ended the next episode when he flew off to uh japan and mm -hmm. hooked up with the uh the pretty uh, japanese woman that's right boy elizabeth shoe you want to see her in a different thing watch the boys season one good oh, lord yeah, we just saw her in oh yeah there's something else that i'm recommending that i've saved as a recommendal for next week that we just saw her in and um uh she still looks absolutely amazing she was i had such a big crush on elizabeth shoe in the 80s and 90s oh, yeah. and uh um she still looks she still looks great and, and if she's had work done uh it's one of those deals where you can't tell if she's had any work done she is uh i think she just has a natural thing going she looks she looks good, great good uh good 
good structure. Taking good care of herself. She looks <laughs> yeah, great. Probably it. Yeah. She's exactly. uh, growing. She's growing old gracefully, like we all would like to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's still a snappy actor. She's great. Nothing wrong with her. Mm-hmm. All right. We uh, we also just watched. Uh, we finished up the new Twilight Zone on CBS Access, and uh, Gretchen Mall is in the last episode, and she's you know of course she's older now as well, but we we're noticing that she still looks great as she, well. Yeah. We uh, listen. There's a way to do it. Look, talk to Judy mm-hmm. Dench. That that woman looks amazing. And look at her. She's in her freaking nineties now, or eighties, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Helen Mirren. Helen, Helen Mirren. Yeah. Example. These people. Mm-hmm. Man. What's, what's, what I guess Gretchen Mall is only forty-seven. It's oh. not like she's. <laughs> it's not like she's ancient, but right. <laughs> she's younger than us. All right, uh, let's do some news. We got some news to do, and it starts with this. This is the info we've been waiting for. Great! It's uh, time for the news, and it's brought to you by the Frog Pants Discord. Find it at frogpants.com/tms today yep. and join it it's linked everywhere on all the pages but it's that's since we're on the show you can get it there and if you want to you know hang out and talk there's a whole tms group in there there's a vegas group that hopefully will one day find its way back to real life <laughs> find it back to vegas yeah all that yeah, stuff core instance there's a great uh um animal crossing you know if you're an animal mm-hmm. crossing player and you're looking for that one last piece of furniture that you need yep. to bring the house together yep Something it's uh, they're basically forums in 2020, everybody. So join up and hang out and have some fun in there. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brian forwarded this to me yesterday. This story. <laughs> it's pretty good. It would be, be yes. remiss if we didn't actually uh, do this one. So I'm glad we're doing it. A man finds caterpillars in supermarket broccoli and raises them as his own. Oh, fantastic! It's pretty fantastic. Uh, yes. That's the right don't word you, for it. Don't you wish you would have done that with your? Uh... With your Carl's Jr. lettuce worms or whatever it was that you found. <laughs> what was it that, where you got? Uh, uh, I'm trying one? to remember. What did I get? Carl the salad. Oh no, I got a dirt clod at Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. in the oh, salad. That's right, dirt clod. Yes. I should have raised that dirt clod as my own. <laughs> <laughs> Grown it into a pile, a yeah, mud pile. Into a whole mud pile. Yeah. Most people would be bugged to find a caterpillar in their supermarket broccoli. I would be as well, but not Sam Darlston. Darl Aston. Darlston. How would you say that name? Darlston. 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 Okay. Darlston. Instead, the British media personality decided to raise it to maturity. Oh, apparently he's a media guy. And six others also found uh, that he also found among the broccoli shoots. Darlston, (laughs) a host of Kiss FM UK and a vegetarian, discovered the first caterpillar back on June 11th when he started to prepare his favorite vegetable uh, purchased from his local Tesco supermarket. Now that name I know. That name we know. It's funny we got taken to task on Twitter for not being uh, familiar with Lytle. Yeah, well, I, I still can't understand why that's so shocking to people. Are, they, <laughs> are you guys familiar with Albertsons over there? How's Safeway right, doing exactly. over there? Like, you know, we don't know. We don't live there. Right. Like, exactly. Bo, like Bo the other day was uh, talking about Canadian brands, and he's rattling off all these names that are really common to him and people around him. And John sure. and I are both like, I don't know what you're freaking talking about. Never heard of any of that. So once in a while you'll find something like Coke totally. or Snickers or you know something that's like universal worldwide whatever, but a lot of right. times we don't know. No, we don't know. No, we don't it's know. good that you. It's good that he was familiar with Target and Walmart, but I can't say that it's you know like it's not like everybody's familiar with every single grocery chain across the, around the world. Oh, did you hear that Walmart's? Uh, they're they're yes. requiring masks. Monday is uh, is is masks. 
required at Walmart. Nationwide. Which, Nationwide. Yeah. That means we are going to get some. we're going to get so many oh, videos. dude. Gnarly videos. <laughs> you think we've seen videos up till now of Karen types losing their shit? You are right. about to be. Oh, it's, yeah. The, the, Karen, uh, the Karen wave is coming. We are leveling up, dude. It's going to be bad. Yeah. Unless they're all just tired and don't care. But I'm telling you, Walmart caters. I mean, I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be uh, classist or, 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 or any of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying there's a reason why their entire YouTube channel is dedicated to sneaky cameras watching people walk into a Walmart with like nothing but a thong on or uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, 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 there's a certain thing that happens at walmart that doesn't seem to happen anywhere else and so i'm just saying get ready prepare yourselves lock it down because you're about to get hit some yeah. gnarly business all right where was i oh uh, uh broccoli broccoli worm broccoli, broccoli man that's right uh he was shocked at first but felt soon uh, or no so but that feeling soon turned to joy when he realized he had a new pet to enjoy during his lockdown in his london home I did my research initially and discovered the exact type of uh, caterpillar butterfly that we were dealing with. A cabbage white, he's told the Huffington Post. I then decided to build him a little home in my lounge with all the broccoli he wanted. (laughs) He gave the new companion the name Cedric. Yeah. Now, here's the great thing. If you look at this Twitter feed of his, uh, which they have in this article. Yeah. um, It... He then went to uh, Tesco, offered him a replacement. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we had this in there. No. Nope. Um, Tesco offered him a replacement. He went and got it. That broccoli contained five more caterpillars. Oh, jeez. And then a third broccoli uh, that his housemate went and picked up had another one. So his one, Cedric, all of a sudden had six little brothers and sisters. And so he's raising them all. Aww. And they're he's showing them all on this Twitter feed. And they're adorable. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're, yeah, why not? But, but Tesco... Uh, you know, uh, this this is uh, this is not good, Tesco. You need to be checking your 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 stock. That's a legit big. That's a big one. It is. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, I'd lose my crap if that showed up my broccoli. <laughs> mm. oh, I like broccoli, and we just had broccoli. I got. I can't think about this. I just ate broccoli yesterday. Did I eat? Yeah. Did I eat broccoli? A, a, a mosquito hawk and a caterpillar last night? Not Who know knows? it. Maybe. Maybe. My my guess is that uh, we probably eat a lot more things, insects and things that we don't realize we're eating. Oh, yeah, um, sure. I, I am convinced and of I'm that. I'm fine not knowing. I'm fine not knowing. The smaller, the better. You know, like yeah, microscopic, sure. not a problem. Not going right. to bother me. Right. Uh, um, have you seen this kid on YouTube dancing and singing cowboy songs for Burger King? Have you seen this? No, I have not. Okay, I'm going to tell you about this. Burger King is testing a diet for cows that aims to lower their daily methane emissions. Okay, because that seems like a different thing than what you just described. Well, I'm going to play this video. <laughs> okay. Just a little bit of it. Do I need to look at the uh, the Twitch feed to you, see the video? Uh, I'm going to put the link in the chat so you can okay. see this. Because, right, put well, the link it's, in the chat and it's I'll also, start it when you start yours. It's just on the news uh, thing. But Let oh. me guess. It was, uh, oh, is it, it's on the page? Yeah, the it's on that page. page? Yeah. I'll just go there. Yeah, you can do that. So I'm just going to play a little bit of this. Check this out. Okay, I should make it clear. This kid just exited from a cow's butt. Let me play that part again. Oh, he totally did, yeah. Yeah, here he is. They are absolutely reusing the Tender Crisp Bacon Cheddar Ranch set for this. Oh, dude, that's the first thing I thought of. 
And I think even the outfit. <laughs> Except I don't think Darius Rucker would have fit in that little uh, little white suit. I was like, where the heck is Darius Rucker? But anyway, this kid sings even, so here, check this out. When cows fart and burp and splatter, well, I need no laughing matter. They're releasing methane every time they do. Auto-tune. And that methane from the rear goes up to the atmosphere. And pollutes our planet, warming me and you. All right, so he's plugging his mouth wow. now. So he's ba- it's an ad for Burger King. They're basically saying <clears throat> they're going to slow down on methane emissions from cows, which is actually a legit problem. Uh, but since they consume, consume so much of the world's beef to make their freaking burgers, uh, they announced today they partnered with scientists to develop a new diet for cows, which according to the initial oh, study okay. reports... Reduces up to 33% of cows' daily methane emissions. Um, it's all from farts and burps and that. Yeah. Uh, splatters, as the kid said. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, that's splatters. M- Mason Ramsey, the yodeling Walmart kid, is who that kid is. So do you remember He's him? Yodel- yodeling Walmart kid. Yeah. Wow, it all comes back to Walmart. Yeah. Do you remember I that don't Walmart remember, kid? I don't remember Mason Ramsey, the yodeling Walmart kid. Is this is one of your TikToks, Scott. No, this is for real. He's uh, a... Well, maybe. Actually, it might have been... It was an old, maybe it was Vine even, but there was a video forever ago. I couldn't have been Vine. This kid's too young, but um, it, there was a video of this kid yodeling in a Walmart and blowing everybody's mind with how good he yodeled. Wow. And, uh, well, there he is right there. Pops and Recline has a video. There it is. It's almost like Pops and Recline was ready to post that video for us. Well, he's in Recline, so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not that hard to then give a link if you're in Recline. Oh, yeah. Here's the yodeling kid. Okay. I'm, he's just. I'm going to play it. Here we He's go. He's just parked right next to the routers and the uh, toner cartridges. <laughs> That's what it looks like, right? All the, the home office stuff. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Well, let me skip ahead. Is there anything... <laughs> That shouts America more than a kid wearing oversized cowboy boots yodeling in a Walmart. <laughs> like, uh, 74,000, I'm sorry, 74 million views on that video. Holy cow. Yeah. It, uh, April 1st, 2018. So it's been that long. Wow. If he was holding a, a hamburger and an apple pie, I don't think this thing could be any more American. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty American. What? Uh, I'm curious as to uh, did he go to the Walmart with the intention to yodel? I think he did. Like <laughs> it does look like the way it's set up. Everyone's kind of spread yeah. out, and like he's just standing there, like he's on a stage. I have a lot of questions that aren't being answered about this video. I don't know. Yes, but oh. I have more questions than I have answers. Because <laughs> did he just show up and say, "All right, mom, grab the camera," and then everybody stopped in their tracks to listen to the kid yodel? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, good for him. He's talented. Yeah. No, no argument there. But. Uh, um it's weird the whole thing yeah exactly what there there's so many questions what led up to this moment yeah. that we are watching right now yeah it's very weird i don't know let's see what it goes on it's kind of the same song the whole time but yeah <laughs> it's starting to sound like kk slider yeah a little bit 
Uh, <laughs> oh, it's Saturday. There's a naked dog in the town square. He sings to us. <laughs> Giant eyebrows. Yeah. What is the deal with K.K. Slider's eyebrows? Why does every other animal in Animal Crossing wear clothes except for K.K. Slider? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, he's the only one. Wow, he's that's... naked. He's naked. You would think of that? That's uh, crazy. Yep. There's yeah, no I'm other kidding. animals in the entire thing, including you. As the humans, you can't even take off all your stuff. You'd just be no. in your little long johns or whatever. Little boxers, yeah. He's, na- he's buck naked in the middle of town. KK is. Wow. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Slides into town naked every Saturday that's for a funny. show. Well, how do we know that uh, Tom Nook is wearing pants behind that counter? I'm Actually, just that's a good point. Also, his ki- I don't think his boys wear pants, right? They have a, they have the, Tim and Tommy have the, they have a little oh they have the shirt they have the donald duck going on right shirt no pants no pants but i think they're wearing a they're wearing an apron so they do have kind of a loinclothy thing but you, know, you never get behind them so we don't know if they're really truly naked or not <laughs> we never see that's true they're always facing forward <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy uh, hey did you know funny. this this is crazy uh livestock like cows are responsible for approximately 14.5 percent of greenhouse gas emissions that's freaking that's a lot it is. Uh, the new diet, which involves having the cows consume 100 grams of lemongrass leaves, uh, or sorry, leaves during the last four months of their lives, aims to help reverse the course on some of that. So, changing their diet. Maybe your burgers will taste a little lemony, though. I don't know. That's all right. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Have a little lemon. Totally uh, fine with me. Okay. Um, yeah. Burger King brand yeah. is taking the right step to initiate mitigation of, of enteric fermentation methane emissions originating from beef cattle. Uh, it says here, uh, this is from Octavio Calestalan, PhD, professor of the Autonomous uh, University of the State of Mexico. Wee wee poo poo. That's French. All right. Uh, hey, Brian, there's a story about you. <laughs> yeah. Not you, but you know where you're from. Not about me. Uh, about about my part of, part of the world. Your yes. part of the world. Squirrel has a squirrel has tested positive for the plague in Colorado. Plague squirrels. Ah! That's right. Plague squirrels. That's not this, good. This is. I want to say this is fairly common though. Like every year they find. Yeah, it's not that uncommon. Or prairie dogs with bubonic plague. It just turns out to be that it's a, you know, it's it's just a year where we've kind of had enough. Mm-hmm. It's like if there's a shark attack next week, we'll hear about it because everyone yeah, wants to talk about it. Because it'll just be, all right, shrug. You know, it's, it's almost like, what, you know, like what else bees. are you going to give us? Yeah. Locusts? Yeah. Do we have locusts coming yet? We got, well, they did in uh, uh, Africa. Oh, right. Yeah. We did, yeah. They had the worst locust storms they've ever, they've had in like 100 years or whatever. Uh, this year, that, well, the murder hornets, I don't know if that's still a thing or not, but that was a thing we were talking about a couple months ago. And then. Uh, the right. bear with the nunchucks. Did you see that video of the bear? <laughs> that was pretty cool. I heard about it, but I haven't seen the video. It's literally a bear with a parent. Who, I don't know where he got him, but he's just uh, yeah. he's just standing up and like whipping the nunchucks around. Not in a very good way, but just whipping them around. Oh, really? Is whipping him around? Oh, okay, yeah. I hadn't heard about that. I yeah. just yeah, he's like bipedal in the video and everything. He's like standing up. <laughs> so of course everybody was like, "Who? Hey, who had nunchuck wielding bear on their?" bingo card and that kind right of look out look out leonardo dicaprio we're uh setting up the uh <laughs> yep. oh there's video nunchuck bear yeah it's weird right <laughs> <laughs> it's weird man pops and recline you are just on the spot today well done this... isn't that great okay. that is that is uh it's more pr- of that because it his mouth is open he just looks like he's grinning playing with this thing yeah 
He looks like he's having a ball. Like he totally does. Yes. Oh, that wasn't Pops and Recline. That was the wrong one. All right. Navy Tech John. I was trying to be fast here, and I was instead former I was slow. former drone guy, I believe. Oh, so it's a it's at a zoo. Yeah. Okay. So well, somebody somebody tossed a pair of nunchucks into the uh, <laughs> the bear pen at the zoo. I guess. I guess so. But that's the other. See again, I have questions. How did you get your nunchucks? Yeah. And all, how does yeah. the bear know to do this with it? Right. That's so weird. <laughs> Just swinging them around. It's so funny. It's so weird to me. Yeah. All right. Well done, bear. How do I get that guy to move to my island? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's naked too. It looks like the tag is still on those nunchucks. Yeah, they are. Because it looks like yep. at the end there's a, a price tag. Yeah, it looks like they're so brand they're new. Stolen nunchucks. They're stolen. <laughs> someone, someone stole them from one of those Asian stores in the mall. Ran right to the zoo. Tossed it. Tossed, <laughs> tossed it in it. there. Said, "Here, bear, have some nunchucks." Yeah. Or as I called them in junior high, nunchucks. That's what I called. Nunchucks. Yes, exactly. Yeah. As I almost called them a minute ago. Oh, you did? I didn't hear you. Because you hit hit yourself hard enough, you'll be numb. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, they're chucks and they're mill-making them. Anyway, uh, watch out, everybody. There's a, uh, a plague, uh, the plague. It's happening in Colorado and uh, Jefferson County in particular, about mm -hmm. 17 miles west, southwest of Denver. That's um, where I live, Scott, and I, you know, I live in Jefferson County, but we're way north of Morrison. Morrison is where uh, Red Rocks Amphitheater is. It also says the cats, that cats, rather, are highly susceptible to the plague and may die if not treated properly uh, with antibiotics. Cat can contract the plague from flea bites, a rodent scratch, bite or ingestion of a rodent. So if they got a hold of one of these squirrels, uh, dogs are not as susceptible to the plague. However, they may pick up and carry plague-infected rodents uh, with fleas on them and stuff like that. So Brian, just watch out. Anaria needs mm -hmm. your needs your protection now more than ever. Anara. <laughs> what did I say, Anaria? You said Anaria. Anara. The Chronicles of Anaria. The Chronicles of Anaria. Uh, she Space she doesn't go outside at all. She's a completely indoor cat. So uh, we don't have to worry about that. Well, then there you have it. We're now going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be here. We're going to talk about. You know what? I'm going to save it <laughs> because okay. I, I don't want people to tune out. I think we're going to have a good discussion about this particular issue. And there are going to be some people that hear it and go, oh, I'm sick of hearing about that. But I, I think it'll be good because we haven't talked to Wendy about it before. And her takes are always uh, fresh. So we'll do that after the break. Before that, though. A song selection from Brian's vast library of music. Certainly. Uh, John Torres and Scott Packham. They play music, and they play together as a band called Color Fields, with a space. Color Fields. There's a band I really like from the UK from the 80s called The Color Field. Mm. Not to be confused with, with these guys. All right. But I'm just saying, both can be appreciated and should be appreciated. Um, these guys, uh, kind of, uh, vastly between electro indie rock, modern pop EDM and dance. Um, this, I really, really, really dig. And there's a great video that kind of goes along with it. Um, this is called animal and it comes from their upcoming album, uh, pendulum, I'm sorry, the upcoming EP pendulum. These guys are from Bridgeport, Connecticut. And, uh, just here, get ready for one of your songs of the summer. Here's the song animal from Colorfield. That's hilarious because yesterday we had a song called Animal Heart and now right. we have one heart, called heart Animal. Heart of an Animal, yes. Or Heart of an Animal, yep. yeah. So now we're just yeah. keeping down that animal train with the plague and the yeah, squirrels and... I, I swear to God I'm not doing these alphabetical. Well, that would be Heart of an Animal so that would be under H. <laughs> you're right. Reverse, yeah. uh, reverse alphabetical. That's what you're doing. That's right, exactly. All right, here it is. Enjoy everybody. We'll be right back.
It's no sacrifice I don't mind your fight I don't care what you do to me As long as you're mine There's writing on the wall History of it all But I'm scared of what my body will do The pale moonlight, not your sacrifice. It don't matter what you do to me, as long as you're mine. There's writing on the wall, history of it all. But I'm scared of what my body will do. Guys, let's talk about Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than it is right now with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just a click, send, and save for as low as $4.99 a month. That's $4.99 a month. It's crazy. Send envelopes, flats, and packages right from your desk, and you are back to business in no time. And for being a listener of TMS, that's the morning stream, you'll receive a free 30-day trial that you can get started with right away. And... To help you get started even further, a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SimPro Online. Again, starting at just $4.99 a month. Qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping. Calculate exact postage online and print from your PC or Mac. Go to pb.com slash TMS to access the special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com slash TMS. Experience shipping made simple. 
the free trial of SimPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Hey, you guys. This episode sponsored by Blue Chew. Remember the days when you were ready to go? Remember that? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than at a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Drive for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. I'd make an exception for Diva. I would like to enter a mech from behind. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> From Hell's Heart, I podcast at thee. This is the morning stream. Got a call at the weirdest time. Who is this? Do you ever get a call right when you shouldn't get a call? Like just like the worst possible time you get a phone call, and it seems like, oh, you know what? It's junk mail. Gosh dang it. Uh, no, Scott, because I turn off my phone uh, uh, during uh, podcasting time. I'm doing huh. that. I now got the little huh. the little moon is on. Okay, the moon is on. There you go. There you go. Freaking cheese. Uh, yeah, I let VIPs get through. People I've identified in my list as VIPs. So you could call me during the show and I'd see it. But uh, uh, you, Tina, Tristan, my parents. Oh, I'm on there. It. Oh, that's nice. Of course you are. Oh, yeah. not that you ever call me. Well, you're never on. Call me, Scott. No, I never call you. You know my no, favorite. The only my favorite thing I ever got on a phone from you ever. Was that time that you you thought you were reciting for Siri, yes, but instead yes, you were saying that I, the words. I was doing audio. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Period. <laughs> and I can't find it. Oh, good. It's somewhere. <laughs> good. I'm fine with that. I gotta find that file because it's one of my favorite things ever. It's so funny. All right. Um, I've done it too. So you know, who am I to mm-hmm. say? Oh, I'm doing a bag of salad. Okay, great. Um, all right, moving on. <laughs> Windy <Yeah>. time. <laughs> my sister is uh is probably ready. Let's see. She says she's online, so my guess is she'll answer right away. Okay. Since we are four okay. minutes past the hour, I have a new intro for her today. I'm very excited to play it. And she's ringing. She's ringing. We're ringing. Ring. 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 Nothing yet. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are you? Hi. <laughs> oh, good. Listen to this. I got a new thing for you. Everyone knows. There you go. Hey, that's a, <laughs> that's a pretty good new <clears throat> intro for Wendy there. 
Uh, it's my sister, Wendy. Okay. My, <laughs> my practicing therapy uh, uh, sister who comes on the show on Thursdays and discusses issues at hand. Sometimes they're personal questions you guys ask about your own lives and we try to help you out. Sometimes it's about general topics. Either way, I'm glad to have you here. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys? Yeah. We're all right. Good. Yeah, I went to Good. mom's the other night. Went and saw mom, you know. Yeah. yeah. And thanks for doing the birthday bash for her. That's so nice. Yeah, we were... Uh, I mean, it's just Kim and I, but uh, we put took a whole uh, bunch of balloons and stuff and decorated the yard and and uh, hung yeah. out with her for a minute. And turns out, old people really they just want you to they just want to talk. They just want to no. sit down and have like a good yeah. visit. And so we did that. Yeah. <clears throat> we wore masks uh, so that you know we didn't compromise their oldness or anything. And uh, <laughs> and it was lovely. It was very. It was a nice little nice little time. And and we we talked. To, she talked a lot about how much she misses Wendy, and she kept talking about that. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. That should I, totally not make you feel guilty. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Um, I. <laughs> Why don't need, you visit more? I need to get there, but I feel like I don't know how. Yeah, like if it's I weird. get on a plane and then go see her, I'm just like there's so many points of potential. I don't know. Yeah, I don't now's not the time for sure, but it's like yeah, I, that feeling of like, oh, how do we do this? Like what are we gonna do? How are we gonna Do I just put a bubble wrap around myself? Yeah. Do I do come that. and quarantine for two weeks and then visit and then There you go. You could do that. Come uh, stay here for two weeks in a in a cheap motel somewhere downtown. Yeah, I'm just be like starving, barely eating things, and flies. I don't know. I feel like that's what quarantine means. So that's not true. Hey, you know what a you know what a mosquito hawk is, right? Because you grew up around here. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a they eat mosquitoes, right? Isn't that the deal? Isn't that their thing? They just go kill other mosquitoes. Probably why we call them mosquito hawks. Yeah. 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 Okay. Them. All right. Just making Never sure. Heard of them. Not I'm crazy. We know them. We know them here as crane flies. Never heard of them as mosquitoes. Oh, see, and here they're called something else too. I forgot what they're called now. See, Brian, it's crazy yes. though because Brian's just one state over. You'd think that mm-hmm. we would have that. Some of these things would would cross the cross the mountains. Yeah. Okay. What this you... is this is really important because if this doesn't cross the mountains, I, I don't know what will. When you were a kid, Brian, did you mm-hmm. have a three wheel a three wheeler? You know those. Yes. Okay. Did you ever uh, flip? Well. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, did you ever flip it over and pretend it was making ice cream? <laughs> no. I, oh, I died. Gosh. Really? That, was, that wasn't just you. That was a thing? That was a, that thing. Was a thing. And here's what I found out because I've asked lots of people. I think it might, you might be a little too old. I think it might have been uh, just a couple years be, uh, after you or something. Mm-hmm. But I've talked to multiple people who are my age. Mm-hmm. Uh, that lived in different parts of the country who exact same thing. They'd flip their bikes over and you would move the pedals with your hands. Remember those? And yeah. you would make yeah. your ice cream and pretend you're selling ice cream to your friends or whatever. And <laughs> they, it was California, Georgia and New York yeah. or Vermont, I think. And then I've talked to other people who are, think I'm crazy. So, yeah. I'm thinking. I can see it. I mean, I can see what you're because you, yeah, you crank the, you basically turn the wheel, the, the pedals and the, the wheel just keeps spinning but why not like a spinning wheel like you're like you're you know spinning gold into or spinning uh thread into gold yeah gold or whatever why was it ice cream that's a crazy thing well that's the difference in education level i'd have to have read a book versus i love ice cream because ice cream cranks are usually um vertical not hard that's true that's true by the way the chat the chat room seems to there's an overwhelming number of people i'm really surprised how many people are like i totally did this i did this i totally did this 
Yeah. I love it. I love all of you. Okay, yeah, I have another one. This one's really okay. embarrassing. Right. Scott, you and I, I know because we had subpar education. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, no, we. I think we've talked about this on the show actually before, but it's still in this category that just still hurts my head. All yeah. right. So, how, Brian, do you spell mm-hmm. dilemma? Dilemma. D-I-L-E-M-M-A. Scott, how do you spell dilemma? D-L-I-E-M-A. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude! Is that you got one letter in the right place? Oh, and the A. You get the D and the A in the right place. D L E D L D I L E M A is how yeah. I would spell it quickly, and then the and then I would be autocorrected immediately. But yeah. and you would only put one M. I would probably put one M. Yes. <laughs> okay, so for I'm not kidding, thirty something years, I have thought my autocorrect on my word was just wrong. <laughs> Because I'm stubborn like that. Because I've always spelled it D-I-L-E-M-N-A. As in oh, Autumn. Like dilemma. Yeah, right. Dilemma. Okay. And here's the thing. I just laughed and spelled it wrong. And Adam would be like, what is wrong? And I'm like, well, you know. <laughs> and I would just spell it that way. And I listened to a podcast. I don't even know. It's been a while. I was in Sweden at the time. And you know, when you have, have you ever had those moments where you, you, it's like everything you knew is now a lie. Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> right? all the time. Yeah. It was about that there was a survey nationwide done about the spelling of this word and something like 30% of people spelled it M-N-A. The way you did. And it's because, and this is the theory, the theory is that it was taught that way in certain parts of the country, whether it was, and people were trying to figure out were there textbooks that were misprinted, was there some curriculum or something because the, the numbers supported this thing. And I am listening thinking, but it is MNA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least it, it should be giving you clarification on that. You this, this should be confirmation that something weird was going on, right? I'll agree. Well, confirmation in my own in, individual experience. And then when I heard it, it was still, I was still having my reality cracked open that I was still spelling it wrong. Wow. But then I learned right away that there were so many other people. So I have gone, I mean, this is embarrassing and I don't go to parties anymore because we can't gather as people, but I will ask people, uh, how do you spell dilemma? And so many people <laughs> do not know how to spell it generally, but then there is always one or two people in any crowd that I'm ever in that spells it, has always spelled it MNA. Yeah. Interesting. And, yeah. and so it's my confirmation of bias, which is something we're probably going to talk about a little bit. Today. We are going to well, talk about that today a little yeah. bit. Yeah. That I am up. trying to find my fellow ice cream three wheel people and my dilemmas. Yeah. It's a, it's a real dilemma. example of a word though that like, I know damn D-A-M-N, right? Autumn. Autumn. But is there another one where there's a, a vowel after it? Like, um, oh, uh, oh, well, I mean, I guess you say damnation, but but you pronounce the N, yeah, that's in true. damnation. Um, but you can say dilemma if you feel like it. Good, you, <laughs> you could say anything. I mean, it's, a, it's, optional. <laughs> it's a flexible <laughs> language, we sort of we sort yeah. of fudge around with it all the time. Yeah, but. lol, freaking that's not a word, and now it's a word. Yeah, so lols, don't, yeah, don't you tell me you can end. There's even a sarca- there's a sarcastic version of that, which is just lols, l u l z, which is like yeah. a, like a lazy sort of lols. Like, well, you yeah, really I mean, it's because uh, oh, damned, damned is a good example right there. Is yeah, uh, damned, and, and you don't pronounce the end in that one. Oh, damn it! Yeah. Did, damn it! Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> but you do. Damn it is two M's. You definitely yeah. spell damn it as D. Oh yeah, him. No. 
I've always spelled D A M N with apostrophe T. D A M N apostrophe T. Yeah, like damn. What would that be short for? Damn it. Damn it. Or we could just be like, uh, you know, what they're doing, where they add a word that we continually use incorrectly and just add it to the dictionary because it's easier to join them than to beat them. Yeah. Right. uh, Supposedly. Yeah. Which has never been a word until we decided. Webster said, ah, screw it. Let's just put supposedly in the uh, dictionary. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's exactly. That one's a bummer. That one's a bummer to me. I don't mind it when they go, oh, yeah, add podcast or add, you know, words that that take on meaning or whatever. But when they say, ah, go ahead and put supposedly in there. You're all doing right. it wrong anyway. You may as well do it. That annoys me that that's in there. Like, even if I've... I know I say both wrong, right? I'll say both instead of both. I do it all the time. What? Oh, yeah. You yeah, know this. Both and waint. And waint instead of okay, wait. Okay, I also say waint, and I trained my youngest to say waint, and he cannot He cannot say it. And yeah. I always go, wait. And he's like, you're the one that trained me. That's I'm right. Like, that's right. We get it from our <laughs> parents. But the both thing or waint thing, like if it look, if the dictionary came forward and said, Hey, we're putting waint in the dictionary because you're always getting I would be mad even though I do it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm moving to England. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> the Oxford dictionary is much slower it to add English. words. Yeah. Okay, I'm freaked out by you saying both. Say that again. Both. B O L T H. Both. 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 Yep. So if I say, uh, <laughs> did you like those did you like both uh, did you like both of those movies? That's totally a sentence I would say. Both those movies so peter this is weird because you can like apparently lose your ability to pronounce something he's never said water or water wrong and he now says wather wather (laughs) yes we're always like dude no and he's like oh i mean water and we're like okay and then two seconds later uh, wather (laughs) wather that's a funny one yeah it's annoying so yeah i agree let's not change the dictionary so does he call your does he call maybe he calls adam fodder and calls water yeah Yeah, there you go we've we've nailed it all right we figured it out well speaking of uh, confirmation bias which we have talked about on the show before but we're going to talk specifically about the hot new term that everybody's using out there right now Mm -hmm. called cancel culture and i'm going to start this by saying i mean yes but at some point, you can start by saying anything you want. Sorry to interrupt you, uh, but yeah. I think we need to define those two words real quick. Well, we should because that's part of why I have a problem with it. So let's let's define them. Okay. Um, so let's it, start with culture. Okay, do it. I want you guys to define culture for me. What oh, okay. Uh, the stuff that's under my toes if I walk around outside. <laughs> <laughs> what makes yogurt? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what makes yogurt? <laughs> culture is uh is is our uh society's um uh norms or society's practices okay all right yeah. i'm gonna say Let's culture say i'm gonna stop there because i feel that's like great. anything more yeah anything uh, more you're gonna that's down. not that's okay. not bad i would say culture <laughs> is because sometimes it's very specific you can have a culture within your family structure you can have a culture within a work environment so you have office culture um so you have you know, uh, office culture example might be, hey, we're all we're open to everyone's ideas or nobody's ideas are any good except the CEOs. Those are two kinds of cultures uh, or bits of, of of corporate culture at home. It might be dad's in charge of everything and mom just submissively says yes to everything. That's one kind of culture. Another one is, hey, we're a team. Mom and dad do things equally. And then there's a whole third one where 
Mom does everything, and Dad just sits Would around. You quit mass mansplaining culture. <laughs> mass mansplaining is a pretty mass good way of saying mass it. mansplaining. Yeah, mansplaining. I like that. So that's my take on it. Is it's like that. It's like the structural makeup of how we interact with each other within any given closed system. There. So okay, so let's go with a, a classic and problematic definition of the word culture. Okay. It's that it's a set of customs, beliefs, symbols, and habits associated with any given social group. Right. Okay. So um, something important here is that it's pretty dang arbitrary, right? Yeah. So why do French people wear berets and Scots wear kilts? Because culture. culture. Yeah. So you, <laughs> you're born into a society that has a bunch of ideas already, right? So mm-hmm. what are proper tastes, behaviors, rituals, morals, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. So it sort of classically... It, and this is why it's problematic. It's singular. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many French people you've met. I've met many, and not one has a beret. Yeah. I've... I know a ton of Scots, and I, they only wear kilts at weddings. At least that's been my experience, right? Mm-hmm. So so we have the – so colonialism is a big piece of this, right? It's I'm going to go visit your culture, and I'm going to jot all down the things that I see, and that's now who you are. So that's how me, as the um, – Explorer, colonialist, colonial, colonialist. Thank you. <laughs> colonist. Uh, I, yeah. Colonist. I come yeah. on in and I say, "Oh, now I understand you." And that's it's it's essentially <laughs> it's essentially racial profiling, right? Yeah. It's like I've put it all together. That's the sort of classic term, and it has a it has it's very steeped in primitive versus advanced cultures. How you think about it, right? So I always. I love to think about England and like just this tiny nation of very pasty people where it rains all the time. That's <laughs> there we go. Racially yeah. profiled that wander around the world, especially in warmer places and take over. Mm-hmm. And part of what that is about is that, you know, this self-referential that I'm rational, I'm we're, we're diverse and interesting and, you know, we're nuanced, but we're going to go over here and to understand you, it's, it's going to be this small understanding of, of what a culture is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's take that for a second. That's kind of, it's complicated in that everyone thinks it's pretty simple, but when you really get into what it is, it is, it's a way to otherize or keep them in a box, right? So the very nature of cancel culture is um, really the reason, sorry, the reason that like an anthropologist would avoid using the word culture because it, it does just simplify. It's the very reason you're going to use it for cancel culture. Mm. Okay. I think I so, understand that. Okay. So, all right. So it's maybe it's a little more complicated. So what's the difference? What's the difference between um, me? You know, there's a, cause I would say it's a stereotype that all French people wear berets. I would not say it's their culture unless I was really being dismissive and, and being super, uh, uh, what's the word? Not minimalistic. Uh, there's a word for this. But anyway, if I was really trying to just say, well, let me boil it down to what I think French people are. They eat cheese, they drink wine, they go, oh, and they wear and they wear a beret. That just feels like stereotyping, right? And we do it, right? It yeah. simplifies. Uh, it. We don't have to do hard math now. Reductive, reductive. Sorry, that's the reductive, word. Reductive, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so so let's let's take that a little step further. So why do Brits like tea and crumpets? Because we've all been told that they like tea and crumpets. That's it. All right, and there's there's no there's no reason. It's just that's what it means to be British. <gasps> Does it? 
Okay. So then why do millennials and Gen Z's like to cancel? Mm. Because we've been told that they like that. Like basically, there's no they, reason. That's just yeah. what they do. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's think about what the point, the power of using cancel culture really is about. Right. All right. All right. It's about dismissing the actual complaints of the canceling right mm-hmm. it's being able to so we're mm-hmm. going to call it cancel right. culture we're going to we're literally we've just culturized a group of people who have a legitimate problem with something mm-hmm. potentially and reduce them to that so there's a reason like fox news bless you guys for existing um who like to call people mobs there's a mm-hmm. there's a mm-hmm. big push in that, right? If you watch anything, any of their headlines, it's like mobs, mobs, mobs. Right. Right. Why wouldn't they call something a movement versus a mob? What's what's the power? Or even a group. A good negative connotation of mob that uh, gets the, the the point across that they want to make. Yeah, they're not right. going to say group. They're not going to say those things. They're going to say mob, or they're going to say uh, th- you know they like the word thug a lot. Thugs. Thugs. Yeah, they love yeah. that because what a mob or a thug does is it's it's about destruction and chaos and mm-hmm. right versus a movement is they want to change something. Mm-hmm. So cancel culture gets complicated because there are versions all over the map of what that could actually mean and what it looks like. But a big part of, you know, it's, it's shortening it to a phrase that then means, and we can talk about specific instances of this, but just that what people actually have problems with, or they need they want changing. We have then stuck them into a small group, which is just millennials and Gen Zers are cancel culture, whatever. Yeah. Generations before, what did we do when we didn't like stuff? Well, we would we would rebel. I mean, one man's mob is another man's protest. One man's protest is another man's mob. Like another man's revolution. Yeah. yeah there one people. Somebody right. might say, "Oh, back when the Tea Party uh, movement was happening in the Obama years, that was a great movement." And you might look at some other. Uh, movement today that just happens to be sort of mob. Kind of, yeah, suddenly yeah suddenly they're a mob yeah. so right. so that mm-hmm. that that's that's usually how that works but in the past let's say let's go back to the 1500s because i've been reading some weird history about the 1500s uh the way people would show displeasure is they would take to the streets with torches and and uh and they would burn things and and uh they would get cracked down by whatever the ruling parties or governments or kings or whatever were and they would uh come in and you know clean out the rabble rousing and and try to shut it down from from that level and then uh what would usually happen is people rebel even more and uh, eventually entire kingdoms would topple because the people would rise up and take it back sort of thing that's usually what happens to answer your question mm-hmm. if that answers your question they have oh, oh there she is yeah, there you <laughs> you disappeared for a second yeah, you, went, oh, sorry. Yeah, you went mute for a minute anyway go ahead what other options did they have at the time do you know uh, they had very few like they didn't have twitter they didn't have facebook they didn't have the internet they didn't have that sort of thing, which is which brings me to the thing I was going to say earlier. So I'm going to get it out of the way now so I can just throw it out there. I think I don't think cancel culture is actually a thing. I think it's a term that makes it too easy for people to dismiss it. Yes. Which it sounds like what yeah. you're getting at. Yes. What it is is just like when somebody says, ah, they've they've canceled um, J.K. Rowling for what she said. That makes no sense to me. I have cognitive dissonance with that statement. She's not been canceled from anything. She is a many times over billionaire. So there's no money canceling. There's no job canceling. She's not being fired from anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, her her publisher will publish books when she makes them. 
They're still going to make Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them sequels. Um, she will always have whatever platform she wants to speak she from. She will always be able to speak from that platform. That has not been diminished. She isn't being banned from anything. She's actually literally not been canceled. It's So to me, the word doesn't... I'm just looking at it from like a structural standpoint. The word doesn't mean anything. It's like... Um, I don't know. It, it's, oh, what's it like? It's just like we put this. We put people into this little thing and said, oh, that's just more cancel culture. Did you hear they're trying to cancel that? I keep hearing that from people. I'm like, no, they're not. They're just, mm-hmm. you're getting a face full of free speech, maybe. That's not the same as canceling anything. Now, if, if you speaking up and others speaking up with you about something you've been wronged with, like uh, Harvey Weinstein attempted to rape me in a hotel room. Okay, let's say that's the, the thing. That's not cancel culture. That's that's exclaiming a thing that happened, getting corroborating witness testimony from others who have experienced the same thing and or maybe were there the day it happened, and then everybody going, yeah, not acceptable. And then the powers that be, whether it's the people who hire you, the people that currently employ you, the people that pay you, uh, whatever, those people fire you, that's just the free market at, at play. <laughs> that's not yeah. That's not cancel culture suddenly kicking in with its evil plan of cancel culturing or culture canceling. It's just the result of bad behavior being called out and people going, Oh yeah, you can't work here if you're doing that shit. Goodbye. That's not cancel culture. That's shining light on a thing and saying, here's a thing that happened. So now you have, you have to deal with the results of that. Now you might be able to say JK Rowling also has to deal with the fallout and results of saying a thing Pissing a bunch of people off and now having to deal with the blowback of that of that uh, that response, but you're not being canceled. Excellent. You're just having a big so, loud conversation where nobody can agree on it. Do you have any examples anything. of someone who you think is actually canceled? No, that's my point. Is I can't really think of anybody now. Some people came to me and I put, I put this up on Twitter and 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 I'm, I'm, none of this was ever meant to like you know I'm not trying to get arguments going with people. I'm just basically saying is there an example of people being actually canceled? And some people were smart and funny and said things like Firefly, Fox totally canceled Firefly. And that's true. They did. But that's different. (laughs) And they know that. They're joking, obviously. But, um, you know, some people are like, well, how about, um," or somebody actually said OJ Simpson. And I said, and I looked at that and I thought about it for a minute. He really hasn't been. Like, he, he, (laughs) like, their, their concept is, well, he was acquitted of killing those two people. So by the law's standards, he was deemed innocent. Whether or not you personally believe he did it or not, which I do, but if, whether, whether or not I believe he did it or not, it doesn't matter. The idea is that he was canceled from society because well, everyone, of course, believes he did it, so now he can't ever do anything again. That is simply not freaking true. Mm-hmm. Like, that guy's just fine. He was at a party in Vegas the other night without a mask on, dancing around for his birthday. Like, he's fine. That dude is fine. I don't think that is even an example of canceling. And that guy was adamant that, that he was a good example of that. But nobody really provided one. Um, somebody mentioned like a YouTuber that that got all shut down. Oh, the, uh, cu- the couple. No, no, no. The couple with uh, uh, that the adopted a, an autistic baby and made a huge deal out of it, took donations for it. They're a big YouTuber couple that does. that's just always just showing how great their family is. And they get this this baby from somewhere, I can't remember, some other country, I mean. And it turns out the baby's got some pretty severe autism issues, and they couldn't deal with it. So they had a teary video where they announced that they were 
they were giving the baby back and their fans just revolted they were just like mm. you can't do this to a human being like this isn't these aren't toys blah 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 anyway they lost a ton of subscribers a bunch of sponsorship they're still there and they're still doing their thing but they got dinged pretty hard again i don't think that's cancel culture I think that's holding people to account for bad behavior. Now, you could say, should the court of public opinion be uh, the thing that's holding you to account? Well, it is when you're in the business of, of yeah, public opinion. Public opinion that, that's your job. So if yeah. you're going to be there, that's where it's going to happen. If it happens in you know behind closed doors in some warehouse downtown that stock shelves full of uh, cases of, of wood... I don't know what I'm talking about, but let's say they, you know, this is a warehouse full of wood and the guy says, uh, yeah, we found out you were uh, peeing all over the toilet seat just to piss the boss off. We're going to have to fire you. No one goes, <gasps> cancel culture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so I think right. it's just, it's too easy of an excuse to use this term and it doesn't, I don't think it makes practical or actual sense. I don't like it. It doesn't make either of those things, but it is shorthand to um, protect power. Because if we think about what it is actually, right? So the only person, the first person I thought of is C.K. Lee, uh, Louis C.K. The oh, dude right. gets caught being disgusting and there should be a consequence for that. Mm -hmm. And he disappears, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know anything that's happened to him since. Um, I do know that I had used, I, I, we'd done some trainings while we were in Sweden for like teenagers and social media stuff. Um, Adam and I did some fun things and we had a clip from him that was really good. And I remember at the time thinking, I guess I got to take that out <laughs> because it's no longer neutral and helpful. It's now tainted or complicated, right? Because mm -hmm. the truth of who he is and how he has acted, it's, 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 it's more of a, the nuanced picture of him rather than a flat entertainment source, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole person suddenly mattered right. and we now have access to information we would never in, in any other generation have access to. So we then get to make a personal decision of our buying power. Am I going to buy Louis CK stuff? Is that how I'm going to handle this? I don't know. I have to make that decision personally. Right? So I think can cancel culture is, is that's what's happening for people individually. They're outraged that this couple who they, feel close to because of the nature of the medium and how these people have managed to connect with all of their users. They aren't who they thought they were. Mm -hmm. So they get to decide, I don't, I don't want to follow your content anymore. So, so everyone has that right. So there's that as a fundamental part of this, but then there's this other part, which is I think illustrated really, really well with um, the open letter. I don't know if you've heard of this. JK Rowling was part of this. Um, oh yeah, the different we, authors uh, co-signed yeah, this thing and all that. Calling for you know out of Harper's Magazine. Yeah. And what is really interesting is if you read any of the uh, criti criticisms of it, it's essentially like okay, so you're using your platform that is well. I mean, you have a you have Harper's to use, which is a complicated place to start anyway. Mm. Um, and you're going to use your ridiculous levels of fame. You're going to throw in a few people of color so you can say it's diverse and you're going to essentially defend your place of power mm. rather than, and saying, so, so this person who has not had the power before calls one of us out 
And we will just use the power we have to maintain the power. So again, there's this, everyone's doing it, right? So if you have the platform, I mean, you have the power, people don't give up power easily. This is, you know, and, and so what council culture ultimately is, is a way to throw out, hey, you, you actually still don't have that power of free speech and complaining and reviewing and putting your money where your mouth is. We, we were going we're gonna to glibly put that into a small thing and then mock it. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least that's the Fox News version of this, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're totally right. It's the same thing people would do, you know, flip that around and just say, well, you know, um, just from the, the the opposing view of that would be like, well, everybody that voted for Trump must be a, a lunatic, racist, non-mask-wearing psychopath, right? It's not yeah. true. I know plenty of people who no. voted for Trump, and they're not that at all. Uh, so it's it's just so easy to corner everybody and say, mm-hmm. pigeonhole. you're all this thing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, cancel culture, part of the reason I think it's a popular term online is because it's alliterative and easy to say. Almost, exactly. It's almost fun it to be- say. Um, no longer put my money to support this person culture. Right. Like, right. Exactly. And when people ring. say social justice warrior, it's because it's fun to say. When they say cuck, it's because it's fun to say. When they when they do these words that are that just do this like um, minimalization, they're fun to say. Um, I, I meant to say this earlier, and, and I forgot. And this is a little more personal. But last year, about a year ago, this week, uh, as many people are aware, a bunch of ac- accusations came out about. Mark the Terpster Turpin, who worked here with me on the instance and was a big part of the community, and which he immediately admitted to and stepped down from everything, including stuff here. Uh, that was a really hard week for me, really hard, because I had considered him a very close friend. He and people used his name last week as when I when I put out this tweet saying, Well, there's an example of cancel culture. And Having had the personal experience with it, I can tell you that is absolutely not what that was. That was oh. people holding Mark to account for bad behavior. And in his case, he didn't, you know, he didn't try to uh, dig in or, quote, like you said, maintain the power. He admitted to it immediately and stepped down and he hasn't tweeted since. He hasn't done anything online since. He just basically disappeared from everything. Um, we immediately, you know, he wasn't going to be on the shows again. It didn't matter what he had said. Had he come back and said, well, I'm going to ride this out and continue whatever. I can't have him on the instance. Like it changed it. The nuance changed. You talked about Louis CK and how that changes. Like if he said a brilliant thing one time that you would use in a, in a, in a, on stage at a Ted talk, are you going to still use that now knowing that the guy who said it is also doing this really pervy, horrible stuff? Do you have to every time qualify it by going, well, uh, hey, Mark, Mark the Terps the Terps is about to tell a funny joke here. Uh, just know that, you know, he did this stuff before, but this will still be a funny joke on its own, separate from that. Like, it doesn't work that way. No. And you have to recognize, I mean, Terpster, in, in my very little knowledge of this, did something that we rarely see, which is he canceled himself. Yeah, he he just decided took out of it. he would no longer be in the public eye and doing content in the same way. And what you have is that the vast majority of entertainers do not do that. They do not go away. They may wait a while and then come back out or they may reinvent them. You know, part of that is that is the very nature of that business. The reality is the vast majority of humans are not in this business. We are doing other things, right? And so, but we are so connected to it because that's, we consume it. 
So it's like as a, if a friend has come out and admitted something horrible and everyone, you know, it's, it's so personal. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why we're so invested. When if this was auto mechanics and we kind of read an article about it and it was so much cancel culturing happening in auto mechanics would not impact any of us at all. Mm-hmm. We'd have zero context. We don't feel connected. This wouldn't exist. But it's because this feels like everybody when it isn't everybody. Mm-hmm. If you have no power, you never have the risk of being canceled. <laughs> right? right, right. It is and definitely so, a, there's a power dynamic at play every time, right? Some, every some time. level which, of it. Which yeah. leads to this sort of interesting thing I've, I've noticed. I, I have a number of clients in various shades of whatever they think about all this stuff, right? And what I have found, because I know their deep stories, right? I know where their shame is. When they are going off about, and this is a person with so much privilege, and I won't give any more details than that, but so much obvious privilege to the rest of us who just cannot handle Black Lives Matter, and it's such a joke, and spends all his free time trying to discount everything they're attempting to do, and it's it's almost embarrassing. I want to go, Hey dude, like I know where this is coming. And I do, I say, so let's talk about, and this is, this is to illustrate this bigger point. Where is somebody's shame? Right. Like, Mm. and I don't mean like, Oh, you should be ashamed of yourself. I'm talking the deep parts of you where you feel broken or hurt or you're not good enough or powerless or otherized or whatever your, your experience is. How does that then come out? Cause I think we get, really confused by this mask situation, right? So it's a political statement to put this thing on your face that would then, you know, it's going to help. It's not going to like all the arguing, all the discussion, all the, you know, it's this lovely way we can stereotype, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's some outward symbol that we can just attach meaning to. Yeah. And when you, when you really take an individual and say, where is your shame here? And you can't say it like that because that won't work. But if you, if you're, getting down, drilling down to it. What is it? And, and, and this particular person has had a failure in his life um, that he had no power over, but he has power over everything else. And this is, it's a, it's a wayward kid that he cannot have a real relationship with and can't fix it with all his means of white, rich privilege. And so all of his energy is now going into finding fault with anyone else's anything because it's directly affecting, it, it, it requires him to look at himself. Well, he, he had a reprimand at work for saying something super dumb and sexist or racist in a meeting, and no one has ever slapped his hands before, right? So you take all of that and you go, what are you going to do with that feeling, that shame you've never had before? You've never been put in your place before. You've never not been the top of the food chain. So what do you do? And so you do what you maybe have always done. And, but here's the cool thing. So here's, that's one example. I have many, many more where Mm. people are going, what have I been missing? What, why haven't I, where can I look at myself? Right? That's the real power. I feel like I can't speak for Terpster, but my, my gut is that that is Terpster's attempt, right? His attempt was to get himself away from this space that is toxic for him. And to, to be honorable. I don't know. I just assume that's what it is. Like he's, he's chosen to let his shame change him. I think, I hope. Right. Uh, we but all, has any, that's what we all has hope. Anyone else? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know and, either. I, I mean, I don't, I guess I don't truly know 
for, for anybody's case, but in, in that particular right. case, I didn't cancel him. I kicked him off shows, but I didn't cancel him. His fans who were mad and upset, they didn't cancel him. They were mad and upset, but they didn't cancel anything. Mm-hmm. They don't have the power to cancel anything. Mm-hmm. He, in this particular case, is the only one that had the power to do to do anything remotely like a cancel. If Again, the word just sucks. It's just so dismissive, but but his decision to just pull away from it all focus on his family and get away from it is that that's self-imposed and mm-hmm. he's the only one that had the power to do it. None of us did. I mean, yeah, I, I had the power to say, well, you're not in the instance anymore, obviously, but that's it. That's all the power I have. The bigger picture of this is, um, and I know I, people who love Trump are mad when I, say this, but they're like, if we can all just be really honest about how he has changed um, the landscape of the American presidency, he, he does not have shame in the way that Nixon did or that Clinton was a master at switching topics and figuring out how to get through it. But right. Like there's, there is politics or politics, but there is a, a level of what, um, like shame would normally drive someone to either back out or stop or do something different or apologize. That is not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and not that that influences everyone, but it does have a, an impact on maybe seeing, right? Because isn't the answer to just not care that you're being accused of these things? Isn't the answer to not say sorry, to just maintain power? And so to me, that's that's part of this, conundrum. Now I understand you're a writer and you tweet something or you say something and suddenly people are freaking out and, and people start to get nervous and feel like they're being hindered. But the power question has to always be asked. So is your free speech right as a incredibly influential writer with a giant platform? Is, is that, is it really being threatened? You're acting as if it is because that's what humans will do when power, their their authority or their well-being or whatever is threatened, understandably on one hand. But that's where this introspection, I think, is incredibly powerful. And I think a lot of people are doing it. Yeah. Um, I, we pay attention to the people who are not doing it. But there's plenty who are, who say, I have spent my life thinking this particular way. I need to change. Like one of my favorite things are those very subtle, no one ever sees them, good news reports about, you know, some dude who had a swastika tattoo when he was younger and he just changed and he's getting it filled in with a picture of a flower. I don't know. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's not making the headlines that someone has shifted and decided that, you know, the way they thought about something or that they can ex- access the reality that maybe they've harmed others or that they have privilege that they they're using in a particular way. I mean, it's just tricky. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is everyone needs to be in therapy. Well, their 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 claim in the the Harper's piece, a lot of it, and I read it. A lot of it is just a claim that um, the public discourse is deteriorating to the point that people can't talk about what they want to talk about without fear of of uh, of reprisal. And I think that they're wrong about that because, again, the platform the platform we're in today, like it or not, means everyone gets a voice. Everybody from somebody who's got billions of dollars and a giant following and a huge successful career all the way down to dude that works at the local gas station, barely makes it by, and is able enough to buy a phone plan so that he can tweet once in a while. He has the same voice, right? I mean, not the same voice, but he has a voice. 
And that wasn't always true. In fact, it was, this is a relatively new, new thing in America or in the world, yeah. not just America, where people from everywhere can, can say something and have the potential of their message going viral and becoming something bigger. Some people have made entire careers off suddenly having a moment, you know, like that. So that's just, we're just in a different time. And I don't think it's any different than it's ever been, except now there are voices you didn't have yelling at you before for the dumb things you say, whether they're dumb or not, maybe up for interpretation, but you didn't have as many people who could come back at you with their interpretation. That's the difference. And we're built for it, right? We're built to, we're barely able to handle a one-on-one con- conflicted conversation, right? Like our, our, our system hasn't upgraded to the reality of, of what this looks like. And I can get behind the sentiment of like, hey, more civil discourse, right? There's not that. It's more about um, sort of maybe not quite understanding the power dynamic. Uh, because when you're in power, you don't, you don't feel any different. <laughs> you just, you're just used to your power, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. And I think you have a lot of other things happening, which is just so many ways to get your, your news. I think Nick posted this on Instagram. It was hilarious. It was a picture. I follow Nick. I follow like so at such random things. And Nick is one of them. Yeah. I think he's great, but yeah. he's also random for me to be following. Yeah. But anyway, so he posted this thing of a, a guy and he's like, do you know who this is in 2013? He, and he starts to just start this meme. It, you know, it's in a meme form, but it's like this a conspiracy and then he goes like nah just kidding i made this in five minutes and it's like stop getting your freaking news from memes <laughs> right and it's very funny and it's because this is this is now the world of how folks are either getting educated or not um no one checks sources no one does all the stuff we've no, about. they look at a picture <laughs> with a caption and they think that's all they need and and this is where the confirmation bias yeah. is rampant yeah it's bad. right so I want to believe I want I I want crappy some crappy version of not nuanced journalism to tell me something I already think. Yeah. Or I suspect is true and now you're going to confirm that and now I feel smarter or more powerful or I feel like I know and you don't. Yeah, you're bolstered. I mean, you're bolstered now. You're like, "Oh, well look, see, see this agrees with me. Obviously I'm right." Yeah, it's that right. whole thing. I'm, well, like I'm I had happy. a conversation with someone who is not well educated at all, and that's okay. But it, she was basically trying to tell me something that I knew quite a bit about, or I had read at least a lot about. And and she was just like, "I said, well, how will I find your sources for this?" Because she's like, "Just Google it." And I was like, "I what? You you think that? <laughs> do you, do you mean go to 4chan? Like, I don't know how to find it. I don't know how to find these words you're using. Don't and go to 4chan. Like, Stay away from 4chan. No, I won't. I won't. But that idea of like, it seems so obvious to her that the truth is all she's reading. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, you tell me where you're reading that. And then also, could you read what I'm reading? And then let's talk about how open-minded we're both not, yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah. it's, yeah. But, but suddenly we're having that conversation instead of like, oh, what are you guys doing this summer? Right. Yeah, that is it. It's this big shift in everybody's an expert, and everyone um, also is knows nothing, and <laughs> and it's hard. It's a hard place to be. I do wonder just individual um, well being, right? So I had a, a conversation with a client recently who's 
husband, she, she works in medical stuff. She has to wear all these, all this gear. She has to be incredibly careful. She's mainly with older people. Mm-hmm. So she has to be really careful. And he is just convinced that masks are a hoax and everything is a joke and blah, blah, blah. So their marriage is cracking. Mm. It's cracking. And I think, okay, folks, here's, here's where the rubber meets the road with, with cancel culture, this concept we're talking about with this idea of people, people not maybe being introspective and are rather looking everywhere else to put some of their frustration and their anger and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and she mentioned something. She said, I've asked him, why does he keep watching the news? So for her, she just has, has to stop. There's no way to get through her day and what she has to do and, and have that in her life. Yeah. And he says, I do it to feel angry. Mm. And she's, and I said, all right, so where's the, where's the pain here? Yeah. The pain is that he's numb and this gives him something to feel or whatever it might be. Right. So each of us are going to have our own versions of this. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And really answer that question. Like, what are you doing? Are yeah. you, am, I sometimes have to say to myself, am I writing a dissertation on something <laughs> I'm nosediving into? No, my free time is being spent researching something that is irrelevant to anything, right? Yeah. So then I have to say, well, what am I doing? Like, what? Oh, I'm getting dopamine. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Oh, I'm feeling something rather than feeling helpless. Oh, you know, so ask yourself, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you? What are you doing? What are you feeling? How are you reacting? Someone in the chat, uh, Quantum Feline said a thing that I, I can't let go because I just need to mention this. Yeah. So, Scott, you may not want to use the term, but by removing Terpster from Frog Pants shows uh, as a reaction to the news and the opinions expressed by a portion of your audience, you were part of the canceling of Terpster. And um, I would say this is an example of, no offense, Quantum Feline, but that's lacking in nuance. Uh, mm-hmm. Terpster... Uh, disagrees with you <laughs> like yeah. the guy you're talking about does not think that and, um, and your your decision was made not because of the opinions to, expressed by a portion of your audience no it was expressed by this was the thing that that kind of needed to happen to to um well part of it was as, because he said i yeah. did it <laughs> that was a big right. part of it when he said yeah this i here's how it happened i got an email from terpster that said hey I know you're on your birthday trip, which I was. I was on this trip with the kids, you know, in the before times when you could do that. And he said, uh, you're going to hear a bunch of really rotten stuff about me today. It's all coming out now. It's happening. And all of it's true. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. you're going to. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do? I refuse to allow him to leave. <laughs> like, That's right. No, I'm. No, you must stay. Of course, I was going to say, yeah, we're we yeah. can't do this. Of course, we can't. Mm-hmm. And he was all he was already taking himself out of it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, again, I'm not trying to call you out, quantum feline, but that that could not be a worse take <laughs> because it's not because a I don't I don't think it's canceling even if it was that even if it was just huh uh, the news came out uh, the audience is mad this is bad even if those were my only reasons, mm-hmm. I didn't cancel anybody. I didn't contribute to the canceling. I did what I felt was the right thing. All right. And that's not even how it went. It went even further than that, where he was like, yeah, I did all this stuff and I'm super, you know, remorseful about it. And I'm taking myself out of the game and I got, I'm getting help and I'm doing all these things. These are all the things he told me. And that's not, that's not canceling. That's like life resolving okay. itself. There may be a day when Terpster can come to you 
and, and in his own life. And he might even start feeling it where it's the best thing that has ever happened to him. And here's where we don't, that, you know, I don't know. I but talk to him I once a to, month. I text with him once a month and I can tell you that he's already in a way better place. Yeah. Already in a better place. He's focusing on his, his two girls. He's focusing on his wife. He's focusing on that life. And he's, he's in a far better place than he was before, but it's not even my place to judge that. It's, it's his. But, but again, it is that, that boils it back down to the, what are you doing and why, and what is actually good for us? Right. And I think, I mean, power corrupts absolutely, right? A little bit. I know I'm hounding on this word, but it's because there is, that is a piece of this public life, right? So there are people toiling away in obscurity on poetry. It'll never be read. They don't need a YouTube channel. It's the work they're doing, right? Now, is there anything wrong with going on YouTube and sharing your poetry? No, but Mm -hmm. it does add an element of because you're a social mammal. Yeah. It does change things. And so that like real honesty with yourself and realizing why we do certain things. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to make my dad proud of me, even though he's been dead 30 years. Okay. Well, that reason means you're going to do A instead of B in these circumstances. Is that good for you? Yeah. And, and again, I know everyone can't actually be in therapy, but man, wouldn't it make a difference if all of us could recognize sort of our underlying motives or so, so y- your heart breaks because you, you like Terpster. People like him. He's great. You don't, he's not all one thing. He's not all great. And he's not all the perv or whatever he is. I don't even know the story. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but like, he's not all one thing, but mm-hmm. is he his best self in a toxic environment that, you know, eggs it's, it's the alcoholism in the bar kind of thing. Probably not, but that's up to him to decide. I, I wonder if, you know, we could have our perspective change to, you know, openness because of our own understanding of ourselves and then some kindness and compassion for others. It would be a, it would be a different ballgame. I know. I want to live in an ideal world. It's ridiculous. But we all do. No, we all do. I know. I was, I get, I know. I've taken so much heat for yeah. Tuesday because I was trying to tell Justin in our segment that I, I, I still, part of me still wants to believe that people that run for president, people that run for public office, that they have the people's best interests at heart. And it's so hard to see that right now from anyone um, and any, any faction and any of this, they all seem like they've got their own motives and their own strategies to work those motives and stuff. And I, but there's still this little, like I said, Tuesday, this eight year old version of me. And it's like, but only the most honorable will step forward and do the best they can for the people. And you know, I, he's still in there. I still got a little of that guy and I can't yeah. get rid of him. <laughs> Don't let it go. We need, we need a little of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, it, it, this is a really hard issue, obviously, because, because part of the confirmation bias is that people are really confirmed. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're waiting for confirmation. They're getting the confirmation they're looking for now. So us saying all of this may or may not fall on some deaf ears, but I hope some people hear this and, and get some, I don't know, get something out of it. I really like, and you do this a lot with the stuff you do, but I like this idea of like, Really look at what you're doing, not just what you're doing, but what you're feeling. So if you're feeling justified because somebody retweeted your controversial opinion, what is that? Why are you having that feeling? Are you having that feeling because you're definitely right or because now you think you're more right because this guy said you were so ha ha. Now I'm more right than you guys thought I was. So now I'm more firm in my position. Like there's a lot of self self analyzing you could do. 
during this. So our family has switched from um, watching Community. We are now on Veronica Mars. Mm-hmm. And I've, it turns out Veronica Mars just has tackled all the issues <laughs> all at once. <laughs> it's really fun to watch with a kid. Uh, so that's our new show we watch with Abe. And, you know, I think there is some <laughs> some elements of, like, you know, the court case goes in favor of the powerful, right? Mm-hmm. And the truth kind of doesn't matter. <laughs> and yet we keep fighting for the truth. I'm just saying, everyone be Veronica Mars. Um, but that idea, actually, <laughs> she, she doesn't, she's never traumatized by anything she goes through. Yeah. Each t- Every time we watch an episode, we're like, oh, you're just fine after you've literally yeah. almost been burned they to death. Lo- they or, locked her in a fridge and almost burned her in the fire. fridge and, and their dad was <laughs> almost killed. And But it's all good. Back to school the next day. Everything's fine. It is yeah. so stupid that way. Yeah. But that's also what makes it very funny. And also, Logan never takes off his stupid, ugly necklace, his 90s seashell surfer necklace. And that's all I can see every time I watch the show. Anyway, <laughs> besides the point, this uh, that idea of what you were saying, and I don't know how that's related to Veronica Mars, but um, this idea of introspection. So, you know, I love homework and I'm just going to randomly give people homework because people need something to think about and do find one place because here's, here's how you do it, right? So you're in therapy. The therapist can see it. It's really obvious what, what it is you're doing and they have to help guide you to see it. So they ask like, okay, so there's pain there. Tell me about the pain. So they kind of move towards wherever the pain is. It's the opposite of what we tend to do in social situations. We move away from wherever we sense that there's pain which makes me really weird at a party because I'm always like, oh, you seem sad. Let's go there, you know, um, is that in your own life, what is the siren or sometimes it's just a little bell that rings because your pain is being pushed? How do you know? What is the, what do you do? So maybe you drink a little more. Maybe you avoid. Maybe you don't want to get out of bed. Maybe there's some, what are the bells that are telling you hey, there's some pain here you're ignoring. Um, And if it relates to this larger conversation of your social media use, your consumption of other people's stuff and needing them to be perfect um, and or, you know, being conflicted or, you know, all of the different things, just follow the pain and you will know that there's something there. And that's when you ask yourself, what am I doing? Mm. What am I experiencing? And just see. It would be great if someone could come back at some point and just send a message to you about a thing they've done that with and what they realized. Um, so, for example, this person I know with all this privilege who's going on Black Lives Matter, um, if I pushed on the pain, it would be that story of being shamed in his in employment when he's never once, he's never been nothing but the top. So then we could talk about what that pain is. And that changes things. Then he can stop projecting it onto other issues that have zero relevancy to him really. Right. Um, and, and maybe he could have a little more kindness or, or openness or compassion to other people's suffering because his suffering is too big right now. Right. So that's what I'm getting at. Can you find your pain and see that your suffering is maybe getting in a way of seeing other people as fully human or, mm. Maybe it's your spouse you can't see as fully human or your child right? because your pain is too loud. So that's a 
That's a hefty homework assignment. I realize yeah. that as I'm saying it. Oh, it's tricky. <laughs> it's tricky. One, so, the one takeaway. Yeah. There's a takeaway. Can I just draw a turkey by tracing my hand? <laughs> yes, totally. Brian. Yes. That's the other option. That's option B. Good. I'm doing that. Turkey. I'm going to do that. Can you, do, can you get like some Elmers and some glitter and all that as well and just decorate <laughs> it up? I have some red construction paper I've been really dying to use. So perfect. Perfect. That's perfect. Okay. So that's half the group. The other half, I would like to do this deep, hard <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I think it's been a good conversation. This would be one I would recommend to people if you're listening to this. Uh, you know, tell your friends. There's a lot of this going on right now, and it's worth discussing. Uh, I think at this level. So uh, if it's helpful, let us know. Uh, send us emails or however you get in contact with us. Um, all right, Wendy. Before we go, uh, RealSteps.org still a thing. I got another email from you the other day. That was nice. I'm like, oh, Wendy emailed me. Oh yeah, right. RealSteps.org. Yeah. They're sending me good information. Uh, if you don't yeah, know what this so is, go check it sign out. Up. Sign up. Yep. Yeah, and we're doing some really fun, different stuff this time. So if you've done it before, you're going to get some of the same good content, but a different format that's a lot more personal. So it's going to be it's going to be a blast. So please sign up. Uh, also, I have a question. If someone wants to email about this, I would love to have a conversation next week about school starting back up and pandemic and parents and stress and what your community is experiencing. Because um, yep. I it's it is a, a challenge everywhere so it'd be interesting yeah plus your your here. perspective you know with you still have kids in school a lot yeah. of them uh or all of them i guess uh so that'll be a good perspective like i'm having this weird thing right now where and we'll talk about it more next week but where i am feeling a, a good amount of anxiety for my friends that have little kids and or kids in, in school of any of any level and at the same time i feel a profound sense of relief because i don't have one in right now yeah. Like part of me is like, oh, I don't have to deal yeah. with this this fall. Phew. But then I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad for everybody who does. So, so I'm having my and own. I am, I am experiencing model behavior and leadership from my school district. Mm -hmm. I, I can't, I, I just talk to friends who live in other places and the pain, the stress, the fear, the unknowns, it's shocking. And I, I look at what my school district does and I'm like, guys, this isn't hard. Just follow this model. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. they're acting like the grownups in the room mm -hmm. and they've surveyed all the kids. They've surveyed all the parents. They, there's no rushing there. It's so different from what other people I know are experiencing. So I, I can share what I'm, how we're calculating this. Um, and, but I'd love to hear, hear from somebody who's in the throes of this and how they're thinking about it and, kind of any questions they they may have we have a we have somebody in the chat uh mojo finger two just said how about the perspective of a teacher who also has school-aged kids of his own i'd Heck be happy to yeah. share my feelings yeah that's you should share yeah, your feelings elderly teachers i mean that the teacher's perspective is huge and that's that's really what i and i can talk about this later but just what my school district is doing for teachers and how they are paid very well and they are protected and they are like it's a totally different ball game then if the teachers feel like they're screwed no matter what, and then they could potentially die, <laughs> you know, like it's crazy what's happening. So mm -hmm. anyway, yeah, absolutely. Let's somebody write in some thoughts and let's, let's tackle that next week. Cause that's coming up for a lot of families. It's they start in August. Most of them. Yeah, uh, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's coming up fast, yeah. man. That's like yeah. right around the corner. Fast. All right. 2020. Are you done yet? Yeah. Boom. Are you done yet? <laughs> we got, we got bear, bear, we got bears with nunchucks. So we're not done yet. We got more to do. Um, all right, Wendy, it's always good to talk to you. Check her out on Instagram as well. We're at Wendy Dunford and, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks Wendy. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
Bye. Okay, Bye. Stop up. it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny way to end that. Um, all right. I hope people, I think that was a great discussion. I hope people yeah. think so too. And it's not just my confirmation bias that it was a good discussion. Cause I think ah. it was, I think, it, I think it went okay. All right, Brian, before we leave, sure. we have a very Brian bonus mashup to play. Um, Brian esque. Oh, okay. Good. good. So enjoy this. this. Yeah. This is something from Jamie. This is called Brian's impressions. TSA Vince. Don't know what that means. We're about to find out. Enjoy. Shut up. You're so skinny. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. I, I wish I looked like you. You're so skinny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I'm Bruce Rooney. Did you ever notice when you get to the bottom of the Vegemite bottle, there's always that little bit of Vegemite you just can't get out. Crikey. The rest no, of life. Worf. Click on the Zoom link. I sent you a link, Worf. I see a camera icon, but it's got a slash through it. <laughs> Skype is without honor. 40% of my campaign is going to be out. I'm going to take the other 60%, give it to the billionaires. I've been uh, working on these pin particles for a while, and uh, I think I can actually get to the microverse with these things. If you do it slowly, you'll achieve more pleasure than if you were to pull them out quickly. Don't pull them out four at a time, because as we know, four is a number of the leper. I'd like to say that Andy Dufresne just ignored the package. I'd like to say he didn't take it down into the boiler room and smoke the whole thing. Or Corolla I-5, why do I keep wanting to say four? There are four core Corollis. Washed down with a thickened liquid, right? All right, let's see if you can eat this goat anus and then uh, let Budgie jump. It's like Marty McFly on crack. Kind of is, yeah. I don't, I don't, I make no promises on my Joe Rogan. 5G causes gay frogs to get the coronavirus. I'm never going to financially recover from this. Rip your arm clean off. I could eat Walmart meat for hours. They said, hey, what are you doing over there? Come here. You're not allowed here. Book him. I don't know what voice that was. I don't know who I was doing. There you go. Go with me. That's better. Well, now we're going to do a thing where you take your pants off and you go through this room, and then we're going to have somebody stick a scope up your uh, anus and make sure that you're not hiding a gun up there. And If Vince Gilligan was my TSA agent, I would gladly <laughs> want to. Oh, now I get Vince it. TSA Gilligan, the TSA yeah, right. I didn't. Uh... He's really good at leaving those till the end. I like that. It's a nice yes. surprise at yes. the end. Well done. I like that, too. Very well, well done. done. All right. That concludes our um, stuff for the Broadcast day. week. <laughs> yep, we're done. No tomorrow, nothing tomorrow. I'm off, okay? I'm taking it off. Last year's birthday kind of sucked. This year's going to be better because I'm not going to pay attention to anything. So anyway, I will not be here, and there will be no show. So no PM tomorrow, but we'll be back on Saturday with a Film Sack episode. We'll have There Will Be Dungeons this weekend. All the normal weekend stuff will happen. So sure. come on back for that. Um, possibly some streaming later today too, although I am recording some stuff for Current Geek Chronicles, which, by the way, uh, we are getting dangerously close to being funded on that thing if you want to hear rad stuff and uh, check out what we're doing over there current geek chronicles is the show it's a reboot of sorts it's some of the best work tom and i have ever done if you don't believe us uh wait till you hear this little sample i'm gonna play are you ready to hear this brian i'm gonna play sample okay hold on where'd it go here it is okay so we have these promo clips i'm gonna play i'm gonna play this 30 second promo play the clip all right here's the 30 (laughs) sorry i was killing time while i'm trying to find it all right, 30-second clo- uh, promo. Here it is. Enjoy. Chronicles. That's right. Mana is actually mana. 
And that happens with a chair to the head. So cool, go get them. It had strings that were all the same gauge that could output assignable MIDI signals, really opening up the sounds you could create with it. Wait a minute, you're saying Gary Sinise was <laughs> right? Just a taste. We talked about pro wrestling in there. We talked about mana or mana, excuse me. Uh, we got a really great one about um, uh, Zoom and Enhance. I love that episode. Oh, what, God. Yeah, that's great. I can't wait to hear that one. Where it came from. Anyway, the show's going to be great. Curated, edited, awesome stuff. We have a producer. We have an editor. We have all kinds of stuff, and we have to pay those people. So if you want to help us out, uh, support.currentgeek.com is where you'll go. That's support.currentgeek.com. All right. That's it. Vote for your titles and get ready because Brian's playing a song now. Brian, what are we doing? Yeah, this one uh, comes to us from Monica Hotman at um, uh, at uh, Sideways Inc. And I love the stuff that she sends. This one is great because it's indie, it's a cover, and it fits perfectly at the end of today's show. Um, this is uh, a guy named Rayuel who performs, he lives in Las Vegas, performs frequently at uh, Rayuel Live at Aria, Wynn, Fashion Show Mall, the Venetian Caesars, a bunch of different places on the strip. And he's an amazingly, amazingly talented pianist. Uh, he's on his way to Turkey to perform as part of the Turkcell Platinum Istanbul night flight, along with Yo-Yo Ma, uh, Joachim Horsley, and uh, um, the, let's see, Joachim Horsley, the renowned actor, director, and producer, John Malkovich's The Music Critic Show. Anyway, in other words, he's got he's got some real cred, and the fact that he um, uh, performs on the strip is a plus for me because I've probably seen him a bunch of times there. Um, Rayuel just released this amazing cover of Coldplay's "Viva La Vida." Uh, fits perfectly at the end of this week, at the end of the show. So let's get to it right now. Here's Rayuel and his cover. Uh, by the way, spelling if you want to find him online: R E U E L. So look for him online. Uh, here's his cover of Viva La Vida.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Oh, I'm doing a bag of salad.